0: The Dimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Kevin Favor sitting in with Loggerman this morning. Captain Kirk's got the week off. Chris Wayne spinning the hits. Yo. And
1: uh so- actually I've decided not to spin the hits this week. Oh, you have? Yeah, I'm gonna spin B sides. B sides. Yeah, you remember the forty fives? The four, the little forty five okay. discs that yes. we had? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So right. they had the A side, which the, you know they always promoted and all that stuff, but then they had another side, obviously, and that was the B side. Oh. So that's what we're gonna play today. Okay, so so crap, crap wh- that nobody knows. Okay, I, that's crap doing. that nobody
0: knows Say what? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Logs,
0: welcome back. Yeah, it's good to you, be. You've back. had uh, an interesting two weeks. Everybody's been God. calling me, going, "Dude, what, what, what is up with the outdoor show? Everybody it's dying or crazy. what the hell? <laughs> yeah,
2: it's cool. Cr- it's, well, I mean, it's crazy and uh, yeah. And, it, and I, I will tell you, I called when I called in from South Florida mm-hmm. and or Southwest Florida. And, you know, this, the COVID thing, I mean, just weird. Yeah. Weird. And, you know, and I had never had it before. Right. So that was my first little go. And it was, and I saw, since then, you know, you talked to a lot of other people that have had it. Uh-huh. And then, because you're trying to figure out what's, what's, what's the deal. Right. Because it's weird. Be- well, it's, that it's just, so many it's, different.
0: It's not like it's
2: just gone. Right. You know, I, and I talk to different people, you know, and I've had this cough that's still like here. And I'm like, all right, what's the deal, yeah, man? I'm, I'm ready to be done with this. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of over the cough right. and I'm ready to have it be gone. Right. And so you're asking different people. Does, does liquor help? No. No, damn. <laughs> no, it doesn't help. So you ask different people to kind of find out what what, what they went through, mm-hmm. how long some of the things that they had lasted and uh and the one thing i will tell you that the, and and i probably i probably didn't emphasize this that much but the, the, there was one day there to where man i was in a fog yeah just couldn't think yeah yeah and it was weird it you know it almost it was uh you were in an altered Chemical state without being <laughs> chemically altered. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> and I'm talking about going back to the to the old right. chemically altered right. days. <laughs> and and it was weird. And and then kind of once it passed, a lot of people say that that kind of feeling lasts. That this the fog lasts. And I, and I haven't had the fog last, but I've had a couple other things last, the fatigue. Mm-hmm. I think when I talked to you guys, I had I was on like day. It was eight consecutive days with a nap. Right. Well, that stretched to nine and ten, and and I can tell you on day eleven mm-hmm. and day twelve, and since then, I've wanted to take a nap nearly every day. Right. I mean, it's you know you well, still I, I have I do, that so. fatigue. <laughs> well, I wish yeah. and and the, and the crazy thing is when you take a nap, or at least before I had COVID. If I would take a nap, a lot of times I'd have a hard time falling asleep at night. Right? Not so, yeah, n- man, no, uh, right. I never had a problem number one getting asleep at night after taking it's what a nap. Your, what
0: your body's telling you to do, though?
2: Which is good. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, that's. I can tell you this. Uh, yesterday was mowing some fields. You know, getting mm-hmm. getting them ready. Yeah. And after about hour three and a half. I was ready for a nap, right? <laughs> I was on the tractor, and I'm just going. Man, I, I could really lay down, and take a nap right now. <laughs> Can I put
0: this thing on autopilot? Uh, oh man, that's that. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. Uh, I, I've never tested positive for it, so you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm lucky there. But uh, man, is it going around? Holy crap! I know, I know. It's you know, uh, I, after after you. Had had said you know that that you you tested positive, um, I kind of quarantined myself yeah for, for a couple three days sure you know just to make sure yeah
2: because I mean we were right across from yeah. each other like we are right now yeah
0: and and um, you know I was supposed to go to my next door neighbor uh, Fourth of July
2: party mm-hmm.
0: and I texted Danny and I said man I, I said you know I just don't feel right about coming yeah. over well anyway so yesterday I'm going to check the mail he's mowing his yard right. And he comes over with his little ride mower, and we're talking, and uh, he goes, man, it's a good thing you didn't come over. I'm like, why? He said, everybody got it.
2: Oh, geez. From the party. Really?
0: Yeah. He goes, all of his relatives are uh, from, from Tennessee and everything, he said, they oh, went God. back and gave them all. Gave and, it all back <laughs> there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it's crazy, like, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, it's just, you yeah. know. Yep, it uh, is. You know, I mean, you, if, you, if you go to a gathering right now, I mean, it's just, it, 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 but it's not, it's not deadly it's just no, it just sucks yeah it's it's yeah. not and it's
2: yeah. uh but it's that's definitely it's a it's something different you know I, I will tell you that uh very similar to to the flu the uh the you know the, i've had the flu before you know a couple times in my life and it's probably similar to that right yeah, you know, and everybody, you know, a lot of questions they ask. You know, you they vaccinated, you boosted. And I, yeah, I've had you know vaccination, I've had the booster shot, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And 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 I, and I don't bring that up to be political. No, I mean, I know, for me, it's there, not political. It's not political. Or, political. We can talk about yeah, it. We're, we're, yeah. yeah, we're 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 yeah. not trying to make it political. No, we won't make not. it political on yeah. this show. That's and, it. I hate you because
0: right. I, I know I know plenty, plenty of people who are not vaccinated who have never gotten it. Yeah, you know, and, and, so, and the right. people you know.
2: that are unvaccinated that yes. have gotten it and and they've dealt with it. Fine, yeah, and exactly. some that haven't dealt right. with it so fine. So, I mean, it's you know, it's all over the map, and and not trying to turn that into a political hot potato. We're not. No, that's not what this show is all about. No. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I, I passed it around. To, you know, I gave it to you know my daughter Taylor, right. and uh, you um, jerk. I know. <laughs> I mean, right? We had a whole house full of COVID. Yeah. I mean, me and Taylor, and then... What a uh, great way to spend the vacation. Her first cousin, Layton, which, you know, it's, yeah. uh, they're buddies, you know. it's. Um, and then Tara didn't get it, you know. She's had it, you know, before. Right. And so maybe she's got antibodies. That's the only th- way I could probably explain that. Uh, and unfortunately, we had a gathering Saturday night, which is the night I didn't feel good. You know, I had the outdoor yep. show here, yep. and then we had a gathering Saturday night. And... uh the only one to get it from that for me was Taylor. Mhm. And then I guess Layton got it from me or Taylor, you know, but yeah, I mean fortunately, you know, we had you know parents and all yeah. that, none of them got sick, but yeah, I mean it's just crazy and then I, I will say that uh after 3 days, man, I cabin fever. Oh god, three I'll 3 bet. 4 days. Oh my gosh, you down to
0: fish in heaven. I don't you know, know, and and you you had planned this. I mean, you were and and, I, and I'll golly. tell
2: you one of the reasons why I got I got so much cabin fever is because last year, if you remember, when we went down to Santa last year, mm-hmm. we had the tropical storm slash hurricane. I remember that That's that right. shut everything down, right? And we had we had one day of a really serious tropical storm conditions down there. Which was way early. Oh yeah, way early yeah. in the season. And one of the things that we wanted to do while we were down there last year, I you know my I've got my kayak right. Dylan's got his kayak, and then this at this point, uh, I was using which is now Tara's kayak. My new one hadn't come in yet. My new Old Town, mm-hmm. which uh, by the way I love my new one. And then Tara's brother has a sup, which is. Stand Up Paddleboard, okay, okay. it's an acronym for Stand Up Paddleboard. And so we were all, me, Dylan, and Ross, we're all excited because we've got, we got our machines, we're ready to go fish, and this tropical storm happens, which, okay, we're out for a couple days, but we're going to get back after it. Yeah. Well, after the tropical storm went through, one of our whole objectives was to go to fish this place called Ding Darling. And Ding Darling is a national federal wildlife reserve, and it has two kayak launch. I mean, it's Kevin. It's a and Chris. It's just a beautiful tangle of
1: mangroves. Right. Ooh, I love a good mangrove tangle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and when I say mangrove, it's a park. So mm-hmm. there's there's no there's no boats allowed in there. No motors. No a lot of it's a, a no motor zone. Mm-hmm. And it's peaceful. It's mangrovey. It's and, and, and you just go. And I, and we'd ridden bikes through there. Me and Tara ride our bikes through there. There's a, a road that kind of goes through. Does it have a gate? It has a gate. Okay. Okay. So it's it's you know it's access. You know when you got to pay a fee. Mm-hmm. And I think the fee was for a bicycle is a dollar. Right. Which we rode our bikes through there a couple different times in the in the years prior. And for a vehicle it's like ten dollars, but it gives you that ten dollar receipt lasts for three days. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. And they have two kayak launches, okay, one of them that's close to the gate and that's more inland in the mangroves. And then there's one, another launch that's closer to the outer edge of the mangroves where you would Mm -hmm. leave the mangroves and go into the bigger water. Mm -hmm. And so I had put an entire game plan together last year, you know, looking at satellite images and trying to see where the good fishing would be. And I said, all right, man, there's a – a little canal you can go through and you pop out and there's four chutes to where it dumps out into the big water. got to be a place where the fish are at, you know? Right. Well, then last year this tropical storm rolls through and then the park shuts down for like three days. Oh, Lord. And for no right, daggum reason. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, what are we doing? And so we never had access to go fish ding. So this year we were like,
0: pumped right we're going to ding yes you know and then you we, get COVID and I got COVID <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, oh did so you, you still haven't fished it
2: no I, I actually uh I actually did fish it the uh so I, I I felt started to feel bad on Saturday and then on Wednesday and Thursday which was I guess that would be day four and five, Mm -hmm. which you're still, you know, according to the guidelines, you know, still kind of stay away from people. And I was like, hell, I can stay away from people, you know, on my kayak, go fishing. Right. It's not like someone's going to run up and hug me. Right. (laughs) And and so once I got through that one day where I just felt terrible, terrible, disoriented, like chemically altered state of mind Mm -hmm. the whole time. Once I got past that, then the next day, that was a Monday. And on Tuesday, I was like, okay, I feel a little bit better. So I said, all right, tomorrow I'm going. Mm-hmm. So Wednesday I went, Thursday I went. And the water, which I didn't really pay much attention to this on our previous trips through the, this Ding Darling National Wildlife Reserve, the water's incredibly clear. Okay. Kevin, it's just like. It's, wow.
0: It, it's, I thought you were going to say the opposite. No.
2: Yeah. It's, it's it literally, it's like a spring. Huh. Spring clear. You don't think about that in the summertime? No. And, huh. um, and I, I guess because this park, I guess, acts as a big filter. Because as soon as you leave the park and get out into the other areas, the water clarity is not like that. Okay. And so didn't have any luck inside the actual park. And then we went out through and fished the chutes like I was talking about, which was my goal to fish them last year. It had a couple little nibbles and ended up learning that those were probably mangrove snapper. Probably so. And then once we got out of the park, then it becomes big open water, a lot of grass flats. And, dude, the speckled trout bite was ridiculous. I mean ridiculous. Uh, We had – I don't know. I mean, you, we could have caught all the trout we wanted to catch. Mm-hmm. It was tremendous. And uh, no problem getting a limit if you wanted to keep fish. Right. Did you and, keep any? Uh, we ended up keeping one day. Okay. Uh, Ross Just for did. dinner or something? Yeah, yep. Ross wanted yep. to cook a dinner. Yep. And uh, But I, I didn't keep any. Ross did. And they were, I mean, nice, you know, 17, most of them around 18, 19, 20 inches. That's that's Which really, is a really good trout. Yeah, that's really right? good trout. Yeah. Then we had a lot of uh, shorter trout, and man, they just they love and, and they wanted. And I've been told this, and I've stuck with it, is that oh, and we're using an all artificial, mm-hmm. and we used I was using a a white gulp paddle tail, and they just loved it. Mm-hmm. I mean, just loved it, and that was awesome. So, and a paddle tail or or a curly tail, something like that, some kind of an action, right. And uh, the 8th the, uh, the ounce, 16th ounce jig head seemed to be the ticket because it would float a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You, know, yeah. you know how trout are. They always yeah, bite they... it on the fall. Yep. But, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Got caught a lot of trout. No snook there in the grass flats. Didn't catch any snook around ding. And uh, No tarpon? You see tarpon rolling? The, <clears throat> the disappointing thing was the day before I went, Ross and my uh, other brother-in-law Brad went out Mm -hmm. and they had a big school of tarpon right there by the chute, you know, where the, where the water goes out from out of the park and out and they spooked them. And I was like, and so the next day I go, right. And I, my first question was, where were the tarpon? Right. Yeah, sure. (laughs) And, uh, and he told me where they were, and so that's the first area that I hit. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to find. Right. And, I, and I looked and looked and looked and went back on the tide that they saw him. looked and looked and looked and never saw him again. Hmm. So I, I don't know if they spooked them out for good. I can't imagine that they would spook them that bad in a kayak. Yeah, you know? I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, it was a, a good time. I uh, got some some other stories from there because uh, we we had kind of two legs. We had two days of fishing, and we had two Two Legs, where we went to Matt Lachey, which is where I called in from. And in uh, the first morning that we were there was when I talked to you, and I actually went out right after that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Matt Lachey's a cool place. And Rich gave me some spots. Never had an opportunity to go try them. But, uh, but I want to try them when we go back. And uh, lots of fun, lots of fun. Lots just, caught, just a lo- real lots quick
0: question. But much boat traffic? Oh, my oh. God. Yeah, I mean, dude, Southwest Florida. Okay, I was just—I yeah, mean, yeah. Okay,
2: and so that the whole reason you, you you get the kayak thing kind of going is that the whole idea is you're trying to stay away from the boat traffic, right? You, you know, get so, where they can't go, and and that's one of the reasons why Ding Darling was a place that we went. There's another place on Sanibel there. It's called Bowman's, and it's a it's a landlocked kind of saltwater estuary, and there's small tarpon in there. Uh, great place to fish. Uh, it's not super lot of action but Mm -hmm. the smaller tarpon are there some snook and there's other places you got uh, blind pass you got redfish pass all these places around sanibel captiva that you can access but yes there's a lot of boats yeah i mean there's a lot of i mean you think we have a lot of boats down here right in in our area here ain't nothing compared to this place now all right let's take a break this place has a ton of boats Mm -hmm. anyway let's take a break (laughs) We come back, we'll do a weather, we'll do a tides, we got uh, all kinds of good things today, including a gear tip that m- you probably weren't expecting to hear no. on the outdoor show, but I, 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 I'm a believer yeah, now. Okay. All yeah. right, so we're gonna, we got a good gear tip and uh, a ring power tip, and, and again, Kirk has given us a cooking tip. That you're gonna have to yeah. Xerox or exactly. I saw. I was like, really? Well, yeah. Does a little much. Have this much. written
1: down. And now let me get to
2: page three. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we'll get to that and more right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Hey, if you got a little piece of waterfront heaven you want to make it even better, CNH Marine Construction—they do it all. Now. Uh, docks, boat houses, bulkheads. They do service. Yeah, they they, do... some of
0: the pictures that Bob has sent us of the walkways going through swamps and stuff. Yeah, through wetlands. Are, oh, through Beautiful. wetlands are flipping amazing, Beautiful. man. I mean, yeah, they yeah. they can they build just some of the anything. boathouses that they do. Have I you mean, seen our just, new website? Just tremendous. Uh, did you go to see CNH Marine? Yeah, yeah, that, I've, I've that, checked it out. Oh it's, my, uh, it's, it's incredible. Uh, it's incredible. Some those of the things stuff. that they do.
2: <laughs> yeah. The, the one thing, and, I've you know, typically you, you kind of expect, like, a dock boat house to be, like, wood colored. And the one that's right there on their homepage yeah. like,
0: wow, yeah,
2: that's really cool. Yeah, it is really it's, cool. It's, um, it's like that
0: hard, hardy board.
2: Yeah, you it's, know? yeah, but it's it's kind of, I mean, I, I don't know if the pilings are painted or if that's, like, some PVC. But, I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Anyway, Ooh, check man. it out. You can go to cnhmarine.com. The letters C and H with A and D in between. C and H marine.com. All right. So, uh, need to do a weather and tides? We're going to do a weather and a oh, tides. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yay. It's part of the show, huh? Yeah. Which is uh, typically a, a so, prerequisite.
0: So, so, I love the Facebook post by Ed Mayland from Angie Subs, all right, who obviously has been a sponsor of ours forever. But he's promoting. The bearded pig, the bearded pig.
2: <laughs> which is, which is fantastic. Did, uh, and, and I, and I got to see if I can find the post because I mean, he, he did a, a great job of being a witness.
1: And what's his, what with his hat?
0: Well, I, that, his
1: hat's Ed. all cockeyed and he looking like a crazy person. Well, he is a crazy person. Well, oh, well there you go. Yeah, there you and, go. And I'm, I'm that explains it. it. All
2: right. So I'm, I'm going to read this. I'm going to read exactly what Ed said okay. about the bearded pig on his post. Yep. Okay, short shout out, and I think I might have to alter because I think there's a bad word in here. Uh, it's kind of no, for okay. not from bad
1: words. Not from Ed.
2: All right, so here, here's what Ed said. Okay, this is Ed, okay, who owns Angie Subs, and he's talking about the bearded piss. Yeah. Okay. so said, I'm kind of a barbecue snob. I make a pretty mean brisket. My pulled pork is money, and my ribs lately have been spot on. So do not take this post lightly or as if it come from some jackleg trying to score points with the owners because my son works there. <laughs> had lunch at the beach location. My son
0: doesn't work there, by the way.
2: No. Um, had lunch at the beach location today with my man Bird. He is on some salad diet, so when he called before lunch, I figured we were going to some chain. Surprise, he said, let's go to the Bearded Pig. I had a white-colored shirt on, so I was a bit hesitant, but agreed. <laughs> Dude. Glad I did. Sat at the bar, got greeted and served immediately. Birdie got a brisket salad. I got a brisket sandwich. This brisket was, and I ain't uh, you, when I say this, the best brisket I have ever had in a restaurant. No lie. Hand on Bible. And I have been all over Texas. I ordered the fatty brisket. So did Bird. We both looked at each other after the first bite and said, Dang. Moist with great flavor and perfect texture. My potato salad was also excellent. Obviously made in house. Great job, bearded pig. Outstanding. Oh. I ain't got no kids. This is a legit post. <laughs> it's classic. <laughs> so it is good. With that being said, okay, the weather forecast brought to you by I guess Angie Subs and the Bearded Pig. The weather forecast, and by the way, a little rain this morning out there in Ponte Vedra. One little cell. Really? Yeah, just sat right on top of me, and I was like, okay, great. It's going to rain just on me. This cloud is following me. What, <laughs> what was the... Uh, was that it, was um, peanuts. Was peanuts, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Felt a little bit like peanuts. Yeah, pig pin. All right, so today, southeast winds 5 to 10 knots becoming east 10 to 15 late in the afternoon. Seas 2 to 3 feet. Nine seconds on the interval. Chance of showers and thunderstorms, which has already happened this morning. Sunday, southeast winds, 10 to 15 knots, three to four feet, with a period of eight seconds. Moderate chop on the intercoastal. Slight chance of thunderstorms in the morning. Monday, south winds, 10 to 15, three to four feet. And Tuesday, southwest winds, 10 to 15 knots, three to four feet. Wednesday, southwest winds, 10 to 15 knots, becoming south in the afternoon. At your weather port brought you each and every week it's it
0: has been that forecast for nearly two damn weeks I crazy mean, isn't it yeah it is it is i mean you know, there's <clears throat> it's all according to what the ocean's doing jeff according to what happens the evening before and, you know if we get those thunderstorms <clears throat> and they push offshore and it calms that south wind down enough mm-hmm. you know you have a really pretty day the next day if you don't and it blows pretty hard, and it continues to blow all night. Um, it, then, then you kind of have a snotty ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the last two days have been phenomenal. I mean, like, oh my God, you could, you, 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 There's, there's bait everywhere. You throw the net one time, you look up and you go, where do I want to go? You know, which is, which is really nice. It kind of, we, we did have a couple of days this week when it just wasn't that way. You know, it, it blew south all night, and it's still, you still got all that residual swell. So trying to go south. A, a, a due south wind is kind of like fishing in the intercoastal in a yeah. due south or due north. It just makes it hard, you know, because if you have a due south wind, think about it. You When you're slow trolling, you go really fast over the spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when you, you know, you can't go too far downwind because when you turn around to go back, it takes you forever to get back to your spot. Right. You know, and, and so it's it's tough. to. But the last two days have, have been phenomenal. And, 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 and I'll tell you on just real quick, on on thursday i had a ring power trip and i don't know whether it was a super full moon or super whatever whatever it was the fish shut it down took a break i mean i i i slow trolled for two and a half three hours i'm like all right and never had never had a bite Oof, yeah no oof and i'm like all right let's let's bottom fish for what day while. was that thursday okay First and and, and and I'm listening to the radio and there's nobody catching any. I said let's 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 just drop down on the bottom. Maybe we'll catch a flounder or something. Never lost a bait. Really? In an hour. An hour wow. of bottom fishing on four of my really good spots. Wow. <laughs> I mean, when they shut it down, they shut it down. I don't know what you know, there was there was very, very, very few and then the crazy thing is. I came in and talked to two of my inshore buddies, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Dude, this was awful. blanked, blanked as well, blanked, man. Wow. Yeah, so so something on Thursday. I mean, I. I you know, we, but we have those days. It's just it's part of it. I and, mean, and you I don't care who the next, you are, the next how day, good you, and you uh, might have a great. Let bite. me tell you, on Friday, yesterday, it was on. Oh, the fishing was unreal, unreal. Had had That's Herb, crazy. my buddy Herb, and and his daughter Olivia, and. It it was it. it, it, We left them. That's crazy. I mean, it was it was one of those. Let's catch one more, and we'll go home.
2: You know, I mean, it it was. Well, you can say to them, you should have been here yesterday because we didn't catch anything.
0: Yeah, because (laughs) you know, and and you you know me, uh, and and Herb's a good friend, but you know, he's like, you know, how'd you do yesterday? And I'm like, Herb, I didn't lose a bait. He's like, what? Yeah, (laughs) I'm like, I'm serious. I, I did not lose a bait all day. Never had a bite. Isn't that crazy? Yeah.
2: Go from one day to you and, can't,
0: and 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 I told him I said obviously we're not going back to that spot and we we fish you
2: should have gone back to like one of those spots just to see
0: yeah you're right just, you know yeah yeah
2: almost to do the science experiment yeah but
0: what's what's that old saying about you know being crazy yeah 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 <laughs> yeah which is
2: basically what's the definition of insanity doing right. the same thing over and over expecting a different right, result exactly but but it would have been a great thing to outdoor show research it would have been a it would have been an outdoor show experiment right. You know, if I go back the next day, will they bite the But next I day? was 20 miles difference. Oh, yeah. Well, that's The, the next yeah. two days.
0: I mean, I went southeast on Thursday mm-hmm. and I went northeast on Friday. I'm like, if they're, mm-hmm. if they're you know, these fish haven't gone anywhere, mm-hmm. but they will travel around. So, anyway, I right, uh, uh, do a tides. Before
2: we take a break, let me do a Tidesport brought to you by Angie Subs, the best sub shop in Jacksonville. It's not even close. They've got the outstanding French fries as well. And uh, me and Dylan went there. Uh, we got a, <clears throat> a little to-go order. We split because we couldn't make our mind up. So he got a Proovian. He <laughs> got a Proovian. I got a Dr. Bangs, and then we split it. You know, he's got good. a half of each. Okay. You know, so that's a great thing to do. Like with, a two-man
1: party platter. Yeah,
2: exactly. So it's all, all you need if you've got two. So anyway, the tides for today at Mayport at 1137 a.m. That's your high tide. That's a 4.66. At 5.17 p.m., it's going to be low tide, and that's a negative .46. Tomorrow, on Sunday, at 6.03 a.m., make sure I'm reading that correctly, 6.03 a.m., that's a low tide, that's a negative .49. It's, been, your, it's been low. Tides, and it's been really way yeah. low. Yeah, Really way low. Good for Sharks to hunting. For what, Sharks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No yeah. doubt. And that's your tides again. Brought to each and every week by Angie Subs. All right, let's take a break. When we come back. More conversation with me, Jeff Logman, and Captain Kemp Favor right here on the Nimnick Buick GMC Outdoor Show.
1: I bless the rains in Florida. <laughs>
2: hey, uh, <laughs> You know, with all this <laughs> rain that we've been having, yeah, man, the grass is just getting crazy green. Okay. Crazy, know. I know, I know. I mean, you want to talk about? It. Look, and here's the deal: the
0: last time I left my property in Georgia, seriously,
2: it was as brown as I've ever seen it. It's a jungle right now. Yeah, I know. We're going up. I'm here to
0: tell you tomorrow and, and, and tomorrow morning. you I had to, to double cut it. the grass. I'm
2: sure I'm going to have to double cut. Yeah. And, I, and I will tell you that uh, if if you're yeah, you know, if you let's say you've been riding this old riding mower, stop, stop wasting your time. Okay, break out the bush hog. You got to get a zero turn, man. Yeah, that's right. I'm telling you, the the, the greatly yep. that I got from Coastal Equipment is money. F- forty two inch. I've got the. Uh, I think mine's like a forty eight or fifty two. Yeah, I think about it's one of about those forty two. Yeah, man, is it? It's awesome. Yep. But, I mean, even when the grass is, I mean, still got to double yeah.
0: cut it sometimes when it's so I, I, high. My lawnmower's, like, total overkill for my yard, and I don't care.
2: Heck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you th- they see me like, like, dude. dude zero it, turns. Yeah. Oh. This is so nice. Anyway, if you need a piece of equipment. Yep. Coastal equipment, two locations. You got one in McClenny, one on New Kings Road in Jacksonville. They've got all the gravely zero turns, you know, the weed eaters. And, uh, and if you got some serious growth, they've got the bush hog, all the land pride attachments to put behind their Kubotas that they have. So, uh, check them out. Yeah. I, I, uh, made a trip up <clears throat> and, uh, like you said mm-hmm. that when I left, it was Brown when I got back up there on Thursday, whew, man, instant green, everything's yeah. green. Yeah. And- How was the weather? overcast oh, which was fantastic
0: if it's if it's overcast you're okay if it's not
2: you're, you're rained you're, a little bit on thursday okay and it had rained the night before about an inch mm-hmm. and uh, rained a little bit during the day and it was right after i finished cutting the grass which was great and uh and then it cleared or not well it didn't clear it stopped stopped raining and then i got the batwing mower out you know yep. <laughs> so jumped on uh two different things but uh you know, just trying to get things, uh, starting to get things ready for the fall. You know, I, I typically mow the food plots at the, uh, the, towards the end of July. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to keep them from getting a complete tangled jungle, because you just, you, if you have so much dead layer when you go to plant in the fall, then it actually can choke out your smaller clover seeds. Right. And so you kind of want to control some of that.
0: By the way, my clover is unbelievable. Well, which which kind? I bought the Whitetail Institute. Oh, and did it, you the it, white it, it, Whitetail Institute? It is. If, it, if, Jeff, you want to, I'll show you some of my pictures. Got.
2: I've got some that I planted. This is inter. I'm glad, interesting. And I'm glad you brought this up. The I planted a white ladino clover mm-hmm. years ago. I mean, years ago in the food plots. Mm-hmm. And I still got places, Kevin, that are it's just doing wonderful. Lush, yeah. You know, wonderful. Yeah. But it's it's gotta be a place that's got Shave. moisture yep. and shade. Yeah, and that's why that that, that if you ain't the, got that. Right. Yeah, yeah
0: on, on top of my hills, forget it. Forget <laughs> it. So,
2: there's no more lad, no. White Ladino. No,
0: no, no. So but, but, but down there in the bottoms? Yes.
2: Man, it's I'm so happy with it. And there's there's some great little tips in in that and that and if if anybody ever has any questions about clover preferences look i've been through them all mm. the my my yuchi arrow leaf clover <laughs> is still growing mm-hmm. and is still feeding deer and is not going to seed i probably mowed it too soon but i was you know i got to get ahead of the thing a little bit right the uh, bulldog red clover is a tremendous variety crimson is another really good one but if you've got a shady spot that stays a little moist man if you can put that white ladino down it'll just it'll be back year you know i've never i've never had
0: a perennial plot and i was like you know what we're not even hardly hunting this place anyway and i love the food plot so i'm going to plant that that you know it's just it's it's a it's a one acre bag yeah basically you know i
2: will just a a little a little tip here for folks okay you're going to get sticker shock Oh, yeah. When it comes to your fall food plots. Yeah. I'm just telling you right now. Okay. From fertilizer to lime to everything. Everything. Yep. Everything. The fertilizer is, if you bought fertilizer last year, you can expect to pay at least double mm-hmm. what, you're gonna, what you paid last year. Fact. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know about seed costs. It, I don't think the seed cost has gone up that much, but it's gone up significantly. Mm-hmm but the cost of fertilizer has doubled plus. So uh, a little tip here, okay? One thing you can do is to back off on the nitrogen, which will help save you some fertilizer cost, and plant something that doesn't require the nitrogen. So just a thought there. Anyway, let's go to the phone lines. Papa G's got a Pelican story.
3: Morning, Papa G. Good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Good morning, buddy. Hey, welcome back, Jeff. I'm glad to hear you on the mend. You sound really good, man.
2: Thank you, thank you.
3: Try, I'm trying. Hey, there you go, man. Listen, I got to tell you guys a story, man. I uh, I, I've called in a few, you know, every week, what you call it, and what whatnot. But uh, I got a really good in the cast net over here at Coastal Outfitters, and it's got the net and everything in it. And I've been fishing that manor dock over there off a of county dock road, and it got destroyed a few years ago with the the rebuild. I don't know if the city did that or. Uh, uh, Freshwater fish, a well, I don't. I don't know who rebuilt that dock, but it's it's pristine right now. This beautiful area out there. But anyway, we were out there last night, and uh, I I baited the shrimp. I just sat there for about an hour waiting. There was about a half a dozen of us out there, and I've never seen a pelican come in this close. You know, I've seen them out of the that that when I go deep sea fishing, they're always waiting for the scraps and all that. But this old pelican landed out there, and he just sat there for a while, and we all everybody started catching you know shrimp and a couple little finger mullets and stuff like that. And all of a sudden it was like that old boy was, he was like Papa Amos, you know, he was out there like almost like he was holding up a sign, you know, we'll work for food or whatever. Well, he's walking around it. And all of a sudden it was like he stepped on a dock nail or something. He started limping, you know, and everybody felt sorry for him. So we're feeding them fish and we're feeding them like all this sucker.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly.
3: Well, that sucker, we fed him for about, a, about, a, about an hour. You know, he didn't have to do anything. We just dropped the food, and he'd eat it. And all of a sudden, he looked at us and gave us that little poop-eating grin, and he walked like he dropped his cane and was, you know, not favoring his foot anymore, and he took off, and it, it was just amazing. He got his belly full. but uh, It's a miracle! Let me tell you, it, it, it was a miracle. But we were catching, you know, two-and-a-half, three-inch shrimp, you know, they had the head on and everything, but I caught my five-gallon bucket worth, and and they're running right now, man. They're out there. It's a it's a beautiful area, man. If, Mandarin Dock. If if you don't have a boat and you want to have fun with the kids, That's cool. Go out there and, and cast net, man. And uh, it, it's it's just amazing. But you watch out for old Amos. He'll probably be back tonight looking for some more food. He will. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, gentlemen. You have buddy. a good day. Okay. Yeah, man. You too. All
2: right. So <clears throat> cool story, Papa G, about the about the pelican, and had a had a neat experience yesterday. And I'm going to show you a picture, Kevin. Mm-hmm. And I want you to tell me what kind of a bird this is. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's a cowbird, cowbird. Okay. And that's what I thought it was. Okay. So I'm mowing and I'm mowing the fields. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got the, got the the old, got the old 1950s batwing mower going. Mm -hmm. Okay. Behind the the John Deere and the one that, uh, Parker helped me rebuild. Or should I say Parker rebuilt it anyway? (laughs) It's awesome. And, uh, Man, bat wings, I mean, what did you do? I, 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 when you when you pull a bush hog behind a tractor, typically a bush hog is about five or six feet. Some of them are four foot. So you got four foot, five foot, six foot. Bat wings are anywhere from, I think some of them can be 21 feet yeah,
0: maybe. Yeah, you can do some, some serious yeah, the, mowing. Oh,
2: man, you can do some serious. So anyway, I'm, I'm mowing the field. And uh, yesterday, or Thursday when I started mowing, I didn't see any of these cowbirds. Mm-hmm. Friday I start early, and next thing I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden here comes this white bird gliding in and lands right next to me. I'm like, "All right, cool, cowbird." Mm-hmm. And, uh,
0: and they love was, the reason that they do that is because of the bugs. Exactly. Right. Right.
2: Yeah. I had more fun <laughs> watching these cowbirds because. What started out as one—what we think is
0: fun, right? I, it's crazy, isn't it? Right? <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, are, are, I'm right with are you. Are we though.
2: just stupid, simple, and easily no, 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 entertained? We,
0: are. we uh, you know, we, um, I'm, uh, this is crazy. Carrie and I were talking about this. I don't, I'm not trying to change your story, but you know, we we haven't been up with the property much at all, and and we're going for four or five days this 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 week, and we were talking about. Like, we're, we're like, kids, we're like, really? Seriously? We're just excited about
2: going to yeah. a double wide in the middle of nowhere. and Yeah, but anyway, finish <laughs> your story. So, so uh, I, the one field, Chris, I'm fr- at this one field, okay, I got one that shows up. I'm like, that's cool, and I, and, I, and it's not one of a really big field. I finish mowing it. I go to another one, and all of a sudden, now I've got two that showed up. I said, all, right, all right, cool. <laughs> so, then I go to the last field, and – Next thing I know, I got 5. Oh yeah. They're following me.
1: Uh-huh. And they hear it. They and they're, they hear and they're talking yeah. to their buddies too.
2: And so they swoop in and then they they literally will stay within 10 yards of that of that batwing tractor mm-hmm. mower combo because when the grasshoppers are flying out of the unmowed areas to get away from the batwing mower etc., they're just gorging themselves <laughs> on know. these bugs. It's
1: yeah. like sharks behind a shrimp boat. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and uh,
2: so, and to to wrap this story up about the cowbird, there, I all of a sudden I'm looking look over there, and this cowbird's got a frog in his mouth, mm-hmm. like a big frog. Gore. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's got it in his mouth, and he throws it down on the ground, and he starts stabbing it. <laughs> <laughs> he's stabbing it. I'm like. And so it's like a cat. Yeah. And then he picks it up in his beak again mm-hmm. and shakes it. And then he throws it down on the ground. And he starts stabbing it again, stabbing it again.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and
2: so I'm sitting there going, dude, are you trying to turn it into pieces so you can swallow it? Frog burger. Or are you just having fun with the, poor dead, having- <laughs> with the poor dead frog? And then one of the coolest things there, there's different grasshoppers, you mm-hmm. know, You got crickets and you got grasshoppers, but there's like a white kind of a grasshopper thing that's pretty big. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. This must be the filet mignon of That's what they were looking for. (laughs) Because when one of those jokers, because these things will get up and fly Mm -hmm. and fly a longer distance than the other ones. When this thing got up and started to fly, the, the cowbirds would take flight. And go after them. They wouldn't go after any of the other ones. Did you? Were you still mowing a straight line? Oh, dude, I was all over the <laughs> map. I cow. was all over watching these cowbirds. <laughs> but man, it, and, and seeing this cowbird pluck this grasshopper out of midair after following it for like twenty yards, mm-hmm. twenty-five yards. It's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, and it's cool. I'm like man, I am so simple and easily entertained. <laughs> yes. Anyway.
0: <laughs> anyway, just just real quick, that the reason they call them cowbirds. If you ever look at cows out in the pasture, these 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 birds will get on a cow's back or a horse's back, and they they keep the flies off of them.
2: Yeah, they eat yeah, bugs. They, they eat bugs. Yeah, and and and, 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 the, and the cows love when, them. When the cows walk around, they stir grasshoppers uh-huh. and crickets, and and so then they just go and they eat the bugs too. The cool thing too. Is that these birds, and I and I don't know exactly what they they when they would take a break from eating, they're almost like making a, a silent call or I couldn't hear it because of the tractor, right? But their mouth is slightly open and their and their cheeks vibrate, and I was just sitting there going, I wonder what kind of a sound that they're I, making I, I, right
0: they, there. They're, I don't, I can't tell, and you.
2: why they're making that sound. I'm okay. I'm sitting there going, I'm I'm sitting there thinking to myself. If I was having a meal like this, I'd probably be pretty excited, and maybe they're like, it's an excited, oh, yeah, oh, my God, <laughs> this is that awesome. <laughs> Look at that one. So anyway, Mine. Mine. <laughs> Mine. The simplicity. Mine. Yes. So, anyway, all right, let's take a break. That's good stuff. And uh, just let people remit, let people know that, okay, that if you need a tire, there's one place to go. Tire outlet. One place that has multiple locations, that's tire outlet. They've 13. got tires. For Everything. If you've got a wheelbarrow, no problem. You got a golf cart, no problem. Truck, yep. Trailer, yep. Uh, you name it, they've got it. Tire for every need. And they do service for yes, vehicles. Everything but transmissions. Okay. Tire out many, many locations. All right. If you'd like to join us this morning, 904 641 1010 right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Man, I can tell you that uh, there may not be a better time than right now going to Hatchie River Club. Yeah. And the reason I say this is, first of all, scallop season is in full swing. Your limits are higher right now as compared to earlier in the season. And they're catching some shrimp over there. Amazing. Ridiculous. Yes. I talked to somebody this week who said that he threw the net one time and had 15 pounds. Huh? 15 pounds of shrimp that were no smaller, okay, than 15 count. That's over there. Uh-huh. And, that, and, and around Steenhatchy Horseshoe. You know – We've been doing this show a long time, bro. And here's the crazy thing.
0: And, and, and I've never heard of, of, of anything like this. Not like this.
2: Yeah. Okay. Not like this. What, what they're getting over there. Not, first of all, they have always had shrimp over there. Yeah, of course. That's where our live shrimp come from. But not like what they're getting now. Yeah, like prongs. And so the crazy thing is, I was like, so where are you throwing? Right. I, I, right? I, I've had that question. I've, I've had this discussion. I mean, Where do you, where do you look? I was He's,
0: thinking in the river.
2: They're out off the They're, off the coast, bro. I do. Know, I know. They're on grass flats, and thrown in four feet of water. Yeah,
0: and I'm I, like, I, I, what? Yeah, I'm like, how do you find? Because I've obviously we've been over there. We fished. I'm like, I mean, how do you find an area to throw a ten foot net? I mean,
2: they the the, the I was told because I asked that question, and and the person that I talked to said that when he was down around Horseshoe, there was a Bunch of boats, and they're throwing their nets. He's like, I'm not going to go over there and throw a gnat. You know what I mean? Why? I'll right. find, find my own place. So he, he starts looking around, and he finds this area that's like a point. He says, well, everything's got to go past the point. So he goes out past this point, and he sees what is it. You know how pogies, when they get mm-hmm. on the beach, and then they they stir the bottom up a little bit? Yeah, mud ball. Mud ball. Mm-hmm. He said the shrimp are doing the same thing over there. Wow. He said, so you're looking for that mud ball, that kind of a right. shrimp created mud ball huh. in shallow water and throwing on that. And he said it was ridiculous. Ridiculous. So, folks, if you want to make a great trip, I mean, yeah. make your reservation to go to Steen Hatchie River Club, go they get, get you some shrimp. They go got get the get you new marina scallops.
0: open, too, and I'll, I'll wow. show you some pictures, man.
2: Their new marina is stunning. All right, just a, a little correction here. Uh, ca- cowbirds. Okay, the official name. Because we got corrected, and I confirmed this. Uh, Scott Parker said, and he's been around the farm his whole life. Yeah. those birds are actually called cattle egrets.
0: Yeah, which is a cowbird.
2: Yeah, <laughs> cowbird. So anyway, uh, cool. Uh, so if somebody wanted to say, well, what, what kind of birds he talking about, just go to Google and type in cattle egret, and you'll take a uh, get a picture of it. Uh, Cool, cool looking birds. All right, so kingfishing last yes. weekend, uh, did you have a tournament? We did. We did. The, the, the
0: kingfish challenge, um, which Friday fished with uh, Brian Shimonale and his son Thompson. Had a great day. Had a, had a, had a fabulous day on the beach. Uh, okay, that, so that's not tournament, though. It was juniors. Remember the juniors? Okay, yeah, so it's, so it's day juniors before, day right? It was, on it was, Friday. On Friday. It had lost a big cobia at the boat um, all on the beach. You know, had a big jack, went two for five on Kingfish. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kept Thompson very busy. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so so anyway, on on Saturday, obviously uh, you you were you were out of you were out of town, you were gonna be out of town anyway. Yeah. You know, and, and Kirk wasn't feeling good. It's like, dude, I, I just I I don't know that I can make it. So I I I told um James and brother Dave the, look we'll just I'll just meet you guys down there at eleven o'clock y'all and whatever y'all want to go down there if y'all want to go catch bait or whatever, I called the rules committee, and they're like, as long as they don't leave the inlet they can catch all the bait they want, so anyway, met them at the dock in about I don't know a little after eleven, and they had they caught some beautiful mullet. I mean, we're golden. We got ribbon fish. But you would you,
2: you prefer mullet over on the beach? Pogies, yeah. Okay. No, but
0: I, if I could get pogies, I want to have a pogie in the spread. That's not what I'm saying, right? But but I you know so um, we get out and um, we're baiting up, and, and 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 brother Dave's like, I don't feel good. No, I was like, oh no. Um. So we're like, dude, Gatorade. Water, just start drinking because you're, you're uh-huh. because he was throwing the net before I got there, and you know when you're when you're doing things like that sometimes Jeff you just don't realize it you know, and he sat hey, I look good, I mean, he sat down and he was like, he goes I've never felt like this you know, mm. so we w- water this that, the other and James was like look I got the, the the back of the boat handled just just you know take care of yourself get the shade. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just didn't come out of it. And James asked me, and I I, I don't even know why he thought about it. He said, he "said You've been promoting this body armor mm-hmm. um, for this situation, and I have I just happened to throw one on the boat." And I said, "Yes, there's one in that that cooler. Um, drink that, and uh, he got better. Okay, he got better. I mean, right. it it didn't totally come out of it, but he but but you could he." When when people get like that, I've I've been around enough of them to to know they they the first thing is they get quiet, you know they they was he seasick? No, it just heat exhaustion. Heat, yeah, ah. heat exhaustion. I I have more people go down with heat exhaustion than I do yeah with with seasickness Cause if you're not used to it at all, you know it, it'll jump on you, man. It it it, it and uh, anyway. We we got through that. Um uh, probably we got started fishing around eleven thirty, twelve fifteen, downrigger goes off. ribbon fish. Smokes it. Yeah. I had uh about a twenty two, twenty three pounder. That'll work. You know, um let it go.
2: <laughs> let it go.
0: Yeah, we um we we we
2: was it an unplanned let it go?
0: No, no. No, no. Okay. It was it was a totally planned. We made a pack that twenty seven and above. Okay. You know, and we, uh, I'll be very honest with you. We, we, um, we weren't thinking about the aggregate. <laughs> there was five places of aggregate. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, we ended up, uh, catching another fish, uh-huh. um, high teens. And this is a but, like, single day tournament. It is. It okay. is now. Yeah. It's a single day's tournament. And so after the second one, you know, we're, we let it go, you know, cause we're like, you know, it's, it's. You know, eighteen, nineteen pounds. Listen, Brother James, he hates walking up to the dock with a small fish. And I get it, you know. I mean, we're, if we're gonna walk up there, we wanna walk up there with something that's that's gonna win some money. Yeah. You know? And, and something that we know is gonna has a really good chance of winning money. Um, but then we had all kinds of things going on. Then um, got to look into the west and man, it didn't look good. We're Getting dark. Getting dark. Mm. I mean, like, like really dark, mm. you know? And it, it got about half a mile away from us and it just didn't it, 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 it was dark but it wasn't one of those like really mean looking clouds, mm-hmm. you know? So I didn't bring my rain jacket. Um they did. So they're getting all ready and, and the rain comes and it just got flipping bad. I mean, like uh it was the it, it and we'll we'll talk about this with, with the ring power tip of, of, of what you do um, but it, the wind was blowing so hard that it was blowing the water off of the, into the boat. The, the ocean water was coming in the boat. No waves. It was just blowing it well, off the top like of the ocean. Uh, it misted. It, it, yeah, it's, it, it's I guess you could call it a mist, but it's it's it, it's blowing fifty. You know, fifty. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a good forty coming out to 50, of which direction? Right out of the west. Okay, right out of the west. You now know, and, you and stay I, tight I, to the
2: beach it, and kind of ride it. Yeah, on.
0: you know, and and it's it's um the, the only thing that really bothers you at, at that point in time is lightning. You yeah. know, but it was funny because after everything was said and done, it, it I didn't even think about it. You know, I've had I've been caught in so many of those, and it's just. But brother Dave's like, man, that's the worst I've ever been in. I'm like really <laughs> yeah. um but yeah it was it, it was it was it was a great day we we it, we had a, we had a great time and the one thing chris that that uh we were laughing about is our conversation from now until take Ten years ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's totally different, man. I mean, we're talking about when's the last time we had colonoscopy? Uh, you, yeah, right, I mean? right. you know what I mean? We're all getting old, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's, it's, well, my hip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: <You're> getting older.
0: <laughs> older, yes, older. Yeah, don't Good. say old. No, we're not. We're not older. Right, right, all right. We're gonna come back. <laughs> so uh, uh, we, we got LB Hires Gear Tip of <laughs> yeah. the Week right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Be right back.
2: Welcome back to the Nimmick Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the LV Hires Inc. gear tip of the week. <laughs> LV Hire supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the southeast. And if this you is, have a job site or business yeah. and you need to help your bottom line, go to LVHIRES.com to learn more. All right, so when you get some of those oil and uh, fuel and stains and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. on your body, I got, I got the gear tip that's going to help you get
1: clean. This oh. says
2: daily clean. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the story. Okay, yeah. tell me the story. Okay, this, this is kind of how it came about.
1: <laughs> Kevin's like, "What? Uh, so oh, da- uh, I need to wash daily? Yeah, daily. Uh-huh.
2: So I yes,
1: uh, weekly, daily, whether I need it or not. A
2: daily wash would be good for you.
1: Kevin. <laughs> uh,
2: so I I'm a, I'm a fan. I don't know if you guys. Do you guys ever listen to Joe
1: Rogan? I love Joe podcast? Rogan experience. I've never man. listened to it. Oh my gosh, yep. Rogan does is a great job. Yep. Fantastic. Okay,
2: he does a great job, and uh, I, I listen to him on Spotify occasionally.
1: Where you can also listen to the outdoor show. That's right. Exactly.
2: So, I, like a lot of times when I, when I drive up to Georgia, you know, you're looking at three hours-ish, which is uh, time for me to put in Joe Rogan and, on mm-hmm. my headset and, and listen on the drive. Mm-hmm. And so I was listening, and, and, and the cool thing about Joe is that he, he gets uh, a wide variety of people on him. Mm-hmm. And obviously, he's a big MMA guy. He's an analyst for the you know, UFC and so he has kind of two different podcasts. He's got one that's UFC-specific, and then he does another one where he gets scientists or comedians, and it's other stuff,
1: you know. Yeah. The yep. the Joe Rogan experience. So and he's, just, he, uh, I think uh, I, he's
2: the biggest podcast in the world?
1: In the world, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow. So
0: is that something that he does every day, Chris?
1: Oh, yeah. Nearly, nearly yeah. every day.
0: Nearly yeah. every day. And sometimes two in a day. Wow.
2: And <laughs> so I was listening to a, an episode – and uh, he he was talking to a uh, another guy, and I can't remember if it was a, a UFC guy or if it was somebody else. But somehow or another, they they were talking about Muay Thai and wrestling and all this kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. about how you know you're you're getting kind of nasty because you're getting yeah, you're another swapping sweat, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: which. Uh, so then somehow the topic came up about what they use to get clean. Mm-hmm. And so I was listening, and, and Joe said, he goes, I use this stuff called Defense Soap. And so I was like, you know, I said, I'll, I'll have to try that sometime. Okay. So I, I, I you know, went on. And you, GTS, can buy that, baby. Uh, you can buy it at DefenseSoap.com or you can go to, to Amazon. I bought mine off of Amazon, The Evil Empire. That's right. So mm-hmm. so I get the soap, and, and it's kind of a neat story, and that the guy that created it, his name is Guy Seiko, and uh, he started the company. He has been uh, very active in wrestling, and he wanted to find
1: – Amateur wrestling.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah he not, wanted not to first. find a soap because a lot of his youth team, he, he had, they had ringworm. Mm-hmm. And they were getting other skin irritations, and so he wanted to create a bar of soap to help eliminate or to minimize some of the issues from the human-to-human contact that they were having. And so he starts doing his research, and he, <clears throat> first of all, wanted to have a soap that was all natural, well, and no chemicals or anything like that. And so he finds or researches all the different homeopathic ways, which are natural things. Mm-hmm. And tea tree oil and eucalyptus oil are two, I guess, very natural mm-hmm. things that are, uh, that have antifungal, antibacterial, antiviral properties.
1: Tea tree oil is like, like miracle stuff. It's amazing. Exactly. What it'll do. Holy for do,
2: There's a lot of applications for this. So he came out with his own soap. Okay. Bar. Mm-hmm. And it is called defense. Soap, <clears throat> and so. I got the soap bar. Okay. I like the smell of eucalyptus, eucalyptus and tea tree. Or easy okay. for you to say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, I take a shower and with the first time ever with the defense soap. But I'm like, man, it lathers good. It That's smells. That's key, man. And, which is totally lather. key. Mm-hmm. Okay. Smells good. Got me feeling really clean. And so I'm a believer now. This is the only thing now I mean, I've always like for years I was always just give me plain old ivory Absolutely. soap. Absolutely.
1: Right? Yeah. 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 Simple, that's no right. no crap. Ninety nine and forty four, one hundred percent pure. Exactly.
2: <laughs> but I'm I'm swapped. Now I'm I'm a defense soap guy, and I'm just telling you folks, if you want to have something that's that'll get you clean, that uh that does have all these Different benefits. That's all natural. This defense soap. Joe Rogan was not lying. This stuff is awesome. I I, I brought you one in, Kevin. Yeah, I know. I'm glad you did. And Price. Chris Price. That's awesome. Uh that's a great question. Let me uh, let me pull it up because I ordered.
1: He was so excited he didn't even care. He ordered a case. Must've. <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> right. Oh, Shut that's... up and take my money. Yeah, that's <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> Let me, let me tell you here, okay? Let
1: me see if I can. Uh, I don't care how much it, it is. Joe told me to.
2: <laughs> I ordered uh, <laughs> defense soap. I, so I got mine from Amazon. And this was a pack of five. And the pack of five was 28.
1: Oh, that's not bad. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
2: So it's not cheap.
1: Right. but okay, like, still, I that, agree. It's not honestly, but, but it's
2: not crazy. But it?
1: I mean, you go to a store, you're gonna you're gonna pay five bucks for a bar.
2: Yeah, and I, and I haven't so. tried. They have like an oatmeal. They've got a peppermint. Oh, I
1: love the smell of oatmeal. Okay, I
2: I just got the classic,
1: oh, which was the original
2: <laughs> defensive. Okay. So I gave you one, Kevin. Yep. Chris, you have a bar.
0: Yep. I'll, I'll, okay, so I'll, I'll give you a review next. So you right.
2: guys can. Tell me what you think well, about we'll show, it. Show, See if you guys research. love it as <laughs> much as I, as I do. <laughs> okay. So, so seriously, I love it, and uh, if it's got some of those uh, antifungal, antiviral, anti, whatever properties, and it's all natural, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. And so cool. I don't know if deer no, can I'm, smell it. I'm, I'm, I'm
0: going to go straight home and okay. take a shower
2: I don't know if deer can smell it. So. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, if, and, and here's the deal: deer are going to smell you. Oh yeah. Anyway, unless you're you
0: know crazy, you know. The, uh, and and we've had this conversation. I know we're going totally different. Um, I mean, I, I carry during hunting season mostly, for the most part. It, it when we're at the double wide. She, she washes everything non even our sheets or or whatever, and I use non shampoo during mm-hmm. during hunting season. You know, none of it works. It it, 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 it <laughs> none of it works. It, it, it just it, it's you know I've seen I've seen these guys that they get so anal about scent lockers and scent bags and and look if the deer's downwind of you the deer's going to smell you i don't care what you why do why don't they make deer scented stuff you know i you know what i think that it, and, and and i've actually witnessed this i i i have i have seen deer catch a whiff of corn and come straight to it
1: oh so corn flavored soap
0: yeah or, or, or corn or, scented or 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 or, or take a Take I don't know take a, a cooler and and put your clothes in there and cover it up with with, with corn and then take them out and dust them off,
1: mm. right? Yeah,
0: I mean right? seriously.
1: I, I mean, it, there's it, a market it, here. There's <laughs> come on, let's entrepreneurs. It, you there know, we go. I I, I um, somewhere handy. Randy's going yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, so I hunted with Ford Riley for years in Thomasville, mm-hmm. and Ford's thing was. Every morning, every evening that, that he was going to a stand is he would find a fresh dog fiddle and, and break it off mm-hmm. and, and smear it on his clothes. Mm-hmm. That was kind of his cover set. A what? A dog fiddle.
1: What? What's a dog Which
2: fiddle? it it's a, it's a weed. Yeah, it's oh, a weed. Okay. It's a right.
0: weed. And he would take it and just, and just, just rub it on. It has, a, it has a, it, It's very odorous. If, okay. Chris, if you were
2: ever to see kind of like what we call a, a, a fallow field, so a field that hasn't been planted or mowed right, right, right. in quite some time. Yeah. They grow pretty tall, sometimes five or six feet high. Um, wow! And we call them dog fennels. They have like a, a kind of like a thick kind of a, a bark. Yeah. Kind of a stem, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, they're 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 very tall. I mean, yeah, they're
0: t- yeah. So you just right. break one off, and, and you it, could just now. Do they stink? Yeah, no, it doesn't stink. No, it but doesn't. It, it has it has a, a it specific has an odor. odor. Yeah. Right, oh, yeah, a, yeah. A, a very strong odor.
2: It's a it's a kind of a when you're
0: mowing a field,
2: a minty – Yeah. Yeah. kind of. But, uh, when oh, you're okay.
0: mowing a field, you it, it, it's it's obvious that you're mowing dog fiddles. I got you, you know it. Yeah, it, but you know the, the the only other the only thing that I've ever seen kind of confuse a deer not that they couldn't smell you but confuse them is the Ozonics. Yeah, I, I I've actually
2: which is a machine positively
0: seen that work. Yes. Yep. Yes.
2: Yeah, that's uh, and I mean that's a, a whole thing that's a whole, whole conversation di- whole,
0: yeah, it's a whole different ballgame. yeah yeah <clears throat>
2: all right well let's, let's take a break in okay. hey by, by the way that soap that i was telling you about defense yeah it's, pre- it's pretty neat um the guy that again the guy that created this thing and well, look we we're not advertising this guy i'm just telling you this stuff it, it works for me and i like it but uh, he originally got designed this bar soap for his wrestler so when It's a pretty neat little story about how he came up with the price point, which Mm -hmm. you you heard the price point. I said, what was it? It was a five-pack for uh, $28, so basically it's about $6 a bar. A little less than that, obviously. Mm -hmm. But he said that he was trying to figure out what to charge, and he said obviously the best ingredients were going in this soap bar, and they were having amazing results. The wrestlers weren't getting some of the skin issues, and uh, so he said that uh, he wanted to provide – a fair, you know, good product at a fair price. And so he said, In fine, this is, I'm going to read the quote from his website. In finding a fair price point, I reflected back to my blue collar roots growing up in the small rural town of Wellington. The club fees for the Wellington Pee Wee Wrestling Club were $6 for the year. (laughs) And that was the limit of what my parents could afford to allocate towards wrestling. If the club fees ever increased, I wouldn't be able to wrestle at the club any longer. The significance of that dollar amount has a lot of importance in my life because the sport of wrestling gave me so much. I've always said I would never raise the price of our bar because of this, and I proudly keep that promise to our customers. That's cool. So that's yep, cool. That it had end, had to,
1: yep. end of quote, repeat the line. So
2: that's pretty cool. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, so, folks, if you want something totally natural anyway, it's, uh, I really like it. I and mean, if it uh, does all the things that it says, it'll be incredible. And so we're going to get a couple. Yeah, yep, we are. We're going to get a couple eyewitnesses, and I got one for Kirk, too, whenever – Whenever uh, whenever see him, and then he can give it a, a try as well. Uh, 904-641-1010 if you'd like to join us here this morning on the Nimnik Buick GMZ Outdoor Show. Is that those shoes?
1: It is indeed. Mm. Great song.
2: All right, hey, welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. And uh, I want to remind everybody that at Hagen Coastal Outfitters, you can beat the pump, so to speak. I mean, the cost of fuel right now is ridiculous, okay? You can get a kayak <laughs> that uh, you don't have to put gas in. You can pedal or paddle. And well, in some cases, you, you don't you have to do – You put gas in. And you don't have to do neither if you don't want to because they've got the – the Autopilot Old Towns that are Minn Kota powered. They've got a 12-volt battery. And uh, Dylan's got that one. Yep. That thing's awesome. Does he still like it? Loves it. Loves it. Loves it. Okay. And, uh, you know, because he's a fly rod fisherman. Right. And uh, it, he became a cool moment. So we're, we're in Matt Lachey. And it's a pretty good piece to where, where we stay at to where you're, you're going to fish it's a pedal or paddle along pretty good, pretty good ways it's like 40 minutes okay mm-hmm. 30 40 minutes but then once you get there you know it's mangroves and it's uh, a lot of areas to fish first day we get there we, we go across and saw a couple tarpon roll and it was like ah cool you know tomorrow can't wait <laughs> and never saw another tarpon right. again it's like it, man and the guy that, that – You caught
0: a few last year, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah every day we had shots, right. you know. And this year the guy that owns the house that we stayed at, and he's the guy that was from up around Kirk's hometown, and he sent a message to me before and said, hey, look, they're there. They were there. They're the same place they were last year. Just FYI, I was mm-hmm. just there. I said, cool. And we never saw them again. Uh, but, man, we had a ball because we're throwing all artificial – and when you're trying to catch snook or tarpon, snook being the primary, tarpon being the bonus, your, your chances of catching much bigger snook on live bait are way better. Sure. I mean, for, for whatever reason, the bigger snook don't eat a lot of artificial baits. But we had a moment. I mean, I'm talking, dude, it was ridiculous. So Dylan got frustrated because he wasn't catching a lot of snook on the fly, so he switches over to a spin rod. And so I you know, give him a couple baits to use, and we're throwing gulps. And he throws up into this little cove of mangrove. And it's a small little cove. The water's a little murky. And all of a sudden, he sets the hook, and I'm 20, 30 yards away, something like that. And I turn, and this fish tries to come out of the water. I'm like, oh, my God, it's a tarpon. Mm-hmm. It's a big snook. Giant snook. Giant snook. Giant snook. Had to be 20 pounds oh or, my. or more. Giant. Yeah. And he's fighting it. And, he, and the whole time, you know, he, Dylan's, you know, talking, you know, trying to make sure that he's trying to keep this thing out of the mangroves. Yeah, and, yeah, you know,
0: yeah, yeah. Because that's the first thing they do is go straight into the th- mangroves. when I
2: saw this attempted jump, and then the second time, I was like, oh, my God, it's a giant snook. Yeah. And I'm like, keep it out of the mangroves. Keep it out of the mangroves. yeah. <laughs> Right back in the mangroves, oh. and uh, and so he's trying to finesse it out. You know, he's he's got trying to get it back out, and it broke off. Oh. This would have been probably the one of the two biggest snook I have ever seen. The one, the biggest one that I've actually ever seen up close and personal was the one that Tom Lucas caught when we were down in Jensen Beach, right. when we were down there fishing yep. the inlet. Mm-hmm. And he caught what would have been a citation fish. I mean, it's ridiculous. And this one, I think, was bigger than what he had. It's just, I mean, I've just never seen a. When snook You say like a citation that. fish? I think, I think the citation fish. If you catch a snook over so many pounds, over so many pounds, the FWC and if, you know you take it, and, and I don't know exactly how you have to get that certified, but then you get a certificate from the state saying you've caught a citation fish. Okay. okay. And uh, and I don't remember if it's 15 pounds or 20 pounds, but I just remember Tom caught a Citation fish, according to our bogo grip. It was a giant snook and uh, tremendous. The, so cool,
0: the cool thing about that place is there wasn't a lot of structure
2: no. for him to, to get all, to. All, all mangroves yeah. and mangrove banks. And yeah. so think of the, what that place was kind of like, mm-hmm. but where we're fishing at here.
0: I, I was, I'm sorry, I was talking about where you and Tom fished. At the inlet, there wasn't a lot of places for him to.
2: Get into no but there was the the bank that we were fishing was a mangrove bank okay but it was a steep mangrove bank mm-hmm. and so there wasn't you're right and that there wasn't a tangle of for them to get right, way back right, into right, right where we were at down here in in Matt Lachey area th- there's more of a tangle of mangroves mm-hmm. and uh so this one got back into mangroves but we had a great time we caught i mean it was nothing to catch 20 snook a day you know no problem throwing all artificials and right. you had to be close to the mangroves and it was it's pretty neat and that's very similar to like fishing our area you're trying to find current you're mm-hmm. trying to find cleaner water and the points and the, the the spots that you would expect fish to be ambushing bait from are the are the natural places points edges deep channels clean water current and that's kind of a kind of how it works and yeah. And it, it,
0: interesting, um, on, uh, on Wednesday, I had some guys that wanted to inshore fish, um, all in their mid-20s, really good fishermen. And I, you know, I, I, I don't enjoy inshore fishing this time of year. Jeff, it's hot. It's, you know, the bite's not that good. And nobody had any bait, so I had to run down south to catch bait and um, picked them up. I, I ended up picking them up at Devil's Elbow. And I'm like hell. I'm here. I'm just going to fish here, you know. And I haven't fished down there in 20 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, 15 years. Yeah, you know. And man, the the water from 312 South is is really ugly. And 312 is yep.
2: is the 312 bridge, bridge that yep. goes over to yep, Anastasia. Yep. Island. You get
0: closer to Matanzas, it is unbelievably beautiful. I mean, like stunning beautiful yeah it changes man i mean it's it you're you're and and so i just went to a bunch of my old spots and just crushed the flounder really oh the the flounder fishing Any this summer store? no they're all 13 to 17 inches yeah you know but i mean and what's the legal now 14 14 right yeah okay yeah. how and many legals did you have four or five yeah no no yeah. We're good and, and um we we I kind of went from hero zero to to hero. The, the the second two hours um were not very good, and then I went to one more of my little spots. I had the, the bottom of the outgoing tide, and and like like twenty minutes to go, pulled two nice slots, slot Reds. Mm. You know, so it, all in all, good day for this time of year. But I guess my point being is that the the, the flounder fish is just I. I I Honestly, I, I was talking to Captain Scott, Shank, about this because that's kind of his specialty this time of year. You know, a lot of us are kingfishing. He's flounder fishing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, have you ever seen it like this? He goes, no, I never. That good. It, it is. It, and, and, and look, it's not, we're not fishing it. I mean, I, it's docks. Yeah. You know, it, it's a high incoming, high outgoing tide um, around almost any dock. Huh. You're going you're gonna to find you're gonna find flounder right now. Interesting. We didn't, you know, I haven't caught a true four-pounder. Mm-hmm. You know, but I've caught a lot of sixteens and seventeens. I mean, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, which is which is great. Yeah.
2: I, and that's a good sign.
0: Yeah. It's it's a really good sign. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you always love to see these juveniles, um, and and now that they up the limit, uh, on size limit, it, it you know most of them are being let go.
2: So. Have you? Uh, do you ever go offshore at this time of year to check see if the flounder are over I there? I absolutely do. And nothing. There's not. They're no. not there. No. Okay. No. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I have blistered them in, in July. Yeah. I always, if, if, if things, usually what happens is I go, I, when I get to my, to my spot, I'll slow troll for a little while. And you always catch that morning bite of kingfish. You know, you, you catch five or six or whatever it is. And when it slows down, I've always got the bottom, the, the flounder rods yeah. on the boat. So, um but I haven't, you know, it, like I told you on on Thursday, I was on one of my best flounder spots, and it was crickets, nothing. I mean, huh. nothing. So. All right, so
2: when uh, when we were down there in Southwest Florida, this is a question that I, I wanted to ask you, and I want to ask Rich Gray at some point because the one thing that I definitely is different about Southwest Florida when you get in the shallow water areas. Around these mangroves and such, when the when the tide gets low, it's it, it's pretty shallow water. Right. I mean, a lot of really shallow water bays, and the number of sharks that you see—no kidding! Oh my god! I mean, I'm talking three, right, right,
0: right, right, three yeah. and a
2: half footers. Lots you know, of a little
0: black tips. black tips. Yep. I'm assuming. Yep. yep.
2: Maybe some of them are bulls. I don't know. Yep. Okay. Everywhere. I mean. Huh. At, everywhere and there's a lot of lady fish around mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and when i fished with a a guy down there over the last couple of years i didn't fish with him this year nelson diaz great great charter captain but my father-in-law fished with him a couple of different days and nelson's thing is just like what captain kirk will do for the big red fish catch a couple ladyfish, and put the old yep. ladyfish meatball on, throw it out there, and let it sit, and let the redfish find it. And so I'm sitting there thinking. While you're doing something else, or is that your? No, he. that's kind of what he would do. He would, okay. You okay. catch a couple ladyfish, <clears throat> get them in a the boat, okay. put them in a the live well, so that when you went to the spot where it was these mangrove bays, I mm-hmm. guess you could say. Where there's not a lot of current, but it's just kind of a bay, that, mm-hmm. and he'll go in there and, and put his uh, power pole down, and then put a couple ladyfish meatballs on a fish finder rig, throw it out, and just let it sit. Okay, and then he's got a couple of these spots where he was, you know, would catch we'd catch redfish that way, mm-hmm. and so we tried it and actually caught some gaff sail cats. <laughs> of course, but uh, but and but I was thinking. With all these sharks over there, wouldn't it be cool to target sharks on the shallow water flats with cut lady fish? If you want to catch sharks, I guess. I mean, but wouldn't that be a great battle? Oh, yeah. In shallow water to catch a three-foot black tip? Yeah, of course. That would be fun. Yeah, it would be fun. So, what do you got to have for like a leader? Do you got to have? Oh, yeah, you've got to have seven strand. Seven strand, yeah. okay, or,
0: or or you could go to a little hev- heavier fluorocarbon with a circle hook, okay. You know, because the, the hook's not going in his mouth, okay. Yeah, you could certainly you look. You may thinking about trying you may, you that. May, next you may, year. you may lose a few hooks. That's okay. You know, that's okay. But I, that's what I would do. I would I'd, I'd go to a because then you would you know, have three, a better chance or, of getting redfish yeah, or whatever. Three, yeah, three or four. Yeah.
2: Um, but a lot of these sharks that you see, you can they're tailing. Yeah, you can, can cast them. They're finning, right. and you can throw out in front of them. Yeah, it's like cast to anything is a blast. It's awesome. I don't care whether right? it's a barracuda or yeah, whatever. So, so that next, next year, this is something that I want to do down there is when the tide gets low and you've got these shallow water flats, I want to target shark with these cut ladyfish and see if we can catch a couple of them. Is, are
0: the other fish null and void on that low tide? It,
2: I'm you, Is the high tide better? The, well, <clears throat> there are certain flats, like mangrove flats, where it has really shallow water, where the the snook the snook just aren't there. It's too shallow, right? And that's where you're seeing the sharks. Okay, okay. They're cruising. Mm-hmm. So the you're not gonna you're not fishing a lot of times. You're not fishing for snook and shark in the same area mm-hmm. because the the sharks the ones you can see anyway. Okay are the ones that are finning, are in that shallow water. Right. Which there's no water up under the, hardly any up water up under the mangroves. And that's, that's so the snook aren't there. At least I don't think they're there. So, but different area. But yep. it, but it's neat. You'll be going to like around a mangrove island and you've got a, a deep side along the mangroves on one side and then on the other side or, you know, let's say the the east side has deep water along the mangroves and that's where you're catching snook. And then you go around the bend and go on the north side. It doesn't have as much current running along the mangroves, and that's a shallow flat. That's where you'll see these, these sharks finning.
0: Which, again, will be fun to sight-cast, too. Yeah,
2: you know? which would be, okay, now let me change tactics yeah. here. I got a lady fish in the cooler. Mm-hmm. Let me chunk them up and, and start sight-casting to these sharks just to see, yeah. you know, have some fun. I'm with you. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. And, uh, folks, uh, remember that uh, if you're in St. Augustine, welcome to Mo Southwest Grill, the Absolutely. place to go to fill your belly with food. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk to you 904 641 1010 to join in here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. One, two. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. And uh, we've got some uh, exciting news. We do have exciting news, we have a new sponsor. Mm-hmm. And we'd like to welcome Circle K, yeah, to the outdoor show.
0: Yep, yep. Talked a little bit about it last week, and uh, coldest beer, cheapest gas around, which is not saying a whole lot, I guess, because it's like I love ex- that. expensive anywhere, you know. But
1: you know, I think I think that Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure really, really just did a disservice to Circle K because you remember when when one of those guys said. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. No, strange things aren't afoot. It's just great deals and great stuff. I'll tell you how right? big, I'll tell you how big they've gotten is that
0: there's country songs now that talk about Circle K. Hey, that's when
1: you know you've arrived. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but it, it, My girl uh, left the, me. Yeah, My yeah, truck yeah. broke down. Yeah. God bless Circle K. They <laughs> got cold beer. Cold <laughs> beer. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's 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 funny, Jeff. We were talking about this last week, and it's always nice to have a sponsor. And, and I, I'm just telling you, almost 100 percent of our sponsors that we use their product. Mm, that's or, right. Uh, Absolutely. That's you, right. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's like I got an AC problem. I'm
1: calling my Call K's. You know, I need a new truck. I'm, you know, you, you know, know, know what my favorite I mean, thing, thing it's, to it's, get it's at Circle owner. K is? My favorite thing to buy at Circle K? What's that?
4: Chicharrones. <laughs>
1: they have good chicharrones. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway,
2: all right, let's go to the phone lines, and uh, let's uh, welcome Chris in this morning. Morning, Chris.
5: Good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Morning, buddy. What's happening? Oh, not a whole lot. Headed up to Carolina to cut a little grass and do a little cleanup around the camp. It's, it's, mm, it's, it's,
0: the, it's getting to be that time that of time. year. Hey, hey,
2: hey Chris, wait, yep. one thing that um, I, I did a little research on, yep, you know, a, a lot of people may not be able to afford putting in food plots this year or may not want to just because the cost is exorbitant. So I I will give everybody one little quick tip, find your fruit trees right now. Okay. Okay. And then maybe spend just a little bit of time. If you find the fruit trees, then you're, you can hunt some of those fruit trees that are a natural food plot. Mm -hmm. Because right now, man, it's, you can tell which trees are producing and which trees are not? I found a couple new persimmons that yes, uh, that I thought I lost in a timber harvest a few years ago, right. and they're thriving. They're thriving, oh buddy, wow. oh buddy, you they're know, producing this year.
5: You know, Jeff, a little bit of tin, tin, tin around the base of those, yes, sir. Well, uh, we'll work them up real good.
2: Yeah, and I've got some plum bushes that are producing, and my, one that has produced like almost every year. It didn't produce this year.
0: Yeah, my um, my I have two different varieties of, of, of pear trees, and my my really big pear trees, um, they they're, they're early pears, and, and and they got burnt, you know, um, mm, you know yeah. no no the the, the, the herbicide, I'm um, sorry, I, I, um, freeze the that the that the, the last oh, freeze yeah, that we yeah, had yeah. It, it burnt every I bloom you. I had, and and then I've got so I've got like six pear trees. Chris and 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 it's three and three. The ones that um, start producing in October are doing they're, they're doing fantastic. Yeah, you know, so yeah. you just have to be careful sometimes about what you plant.
5: Yep, yep. So uh, we're we're headed up that way. We just got back from scallop, and I heard Jeff. I heard y'all talking earlier about the shrimp over there. I didn't have a cast net, but I heard it was amazing that the, the shrimp they were catching.
2: Oh, it's crazy.
0: It's it's, so it's well. been that
2: way. It's yeah. been for
0: two or three weeks of this Chris. still going. Yeah. Why didn't you tell me, Kevin? We had it on our Facebook.
4: Well, okay, yeah, <laughs> Chris, that
0: answers the question. Exactly. I, don't, I don't do Facebook. I'm scared I of it. I, I, you know what? I do Facebook. Outdoor show. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, I yeah. look at the outdoor show. <laughs> that's right. and, that's and, true. And, and, 100% verifiable. Yeah, that is. That is honest, true. Yes, I don't do Facebook, but yeah, it. It yeah. seriously, Chris. Um, there was somebody that gave us. Your, it was your your cousin, right? My cousin, yeah, my cousin. Yeah, that was two or three weeks ago. We talked Darryl about Carl, this. Yeah, we yeah. talked
2: about uh, north of horseshoe. Yeah, that they were catching. He was catching eight counts.
0: Eight counts. Chris. Wow.
2: Yeah. And I and I would tell you talking great to go to, with
0: the scallops.
2: Oh my god. Yeah. You kidding me? Go over there, Steinhatchee yeah. River Club, and go get you some scallops and then shrimp at the same time. Oh, oh man. Oh my
0: god.
5: We've seen some uh, – I've never seen red bass, though. there. seen some beautiful red bass. Um, while you while were dying. Yeah, while we were scalloping. Uh, I've, I've always seen trout. i always seen flounder, but we've seen red,
0: red bass for the first time. So, so Very cool. Aren't they throwing the nets pretty close to where these guys are scalloping? Not I mean, far. so I'm asking you, Chris, did you see yeah. any shrimp? No, didn't see no, any okay. trout. Okay, all right. I'm sure – Didn't they, see any uh, trout.
2: Interesting, But that, I would have liked to have. I knew that. I know <laughs> that the shrimp is, is south towards Horseshoe. Okay. Yeah, we had to drive to Horseshoe to
5: get some uh, get a uh, few items. You know, for we made a uh, scallop piccata over there, so we had to get a few items for that. But uh, then I made ceviche. We had we had it, when the when the ocean was was okay. We we was able to get out and and uh, scallops were pretty plentiful. Um, we we ended up to the north is where we found most of our scallops. Hmm. Okay, um, but uh, it's it was fun. It um, stayed at the Steen Hatchie River Club. Um, oh. I sent you some pictures. That that uh, that new marina is amazing.
0: It's it, it it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, it's I, it, giant. Uh, when when Carrie and I went over there in March and and uh, fished with Jody, and he took us. If you look at the if you look at the very top of that building, Chris. Yep. I mean the very top. That's his mm-hmm. office.
3: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's his what a office. view.
0: Yeah. And when you stand up there, you can see all the way out into the bay. It is, it is, wow. it's stunning. But that place is, I mean, it's amazing. When we walked through it and he showed us, you know, and and, and they've, they've got, I'll show you the pictures, Jeff, that, that Chris sent to me. Really, really amazing place.
5: Yeah. I don't know what they spent on it, but I could probably retire if I had that that little stash. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's It was, it was <laughs> yeah, quite, quite so. expensive yeah
5: yeah the, the floating docks the uh it was it was uh it was a beautiful beautiful marina but yeah. um i didn't get to meet jody uh, we was in and out and i heard he was uh the, the staff there at the uh cabin said he was busy as all get out so i didn't i didn't go over and bother him i didn't want to you know interfere with his work week i, so we I just can't kinda...
0: even imagine how busy they are right now jeff with, with everything going on in a new marina and it's oh, yeah. packed and I mean oh my gosh, they got to be going 100 miles an hour they're,
4: yeah, they're, they're, they're
0: probably ready for January
4: <laughs> yeah. which is some of the best fishing
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, you that's, can that's do. the best
0: time you could go over there is, is yeah, the, the, the trout fishing there is phenomenal. so
2: well, that's cool, Chris. Oh, just question for for you guys How far is Steenhatchee River Club from the mouth of the Steenhatchee River?
4: I would
0: say it's all, Go
5: ahead. it's all idle. It's yeah. all idle and I would say it's a good 30 minutes.
4: Okay. Yeah.
5: So it's it's a uh, 30 to 40 minutes to get from the Steinhazy River Club to and it's up because they will get on you. They the 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 people there will yell at you and so you don't you don't throw a wake out. Yeah. yeah. But it's all idle speed. Okay. Um and I would say I would call it a good 30 to 40 minute okay. idle. And then Which, once you get to the to start seeing the, the the bay itself, you can open it up and and run on out. So I would
0: say it, it, it we put, and, and the interesting thing is, is that where the new marina is, it's it's all idle still. But you can you can see the bay. You know you can. Yeah, see you're, the channel. You're only, yeah, yeah you're, you're not that far, Jeff. I mean, a, a mile and a half.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, was
5: going to say three quarter. You know, three quarters, half a mile. You're not. You're just a, a good golf shot away from. From the uh, being able to idle up and and run,
4: right? Okay.
5: Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's close, real close. But uh, it was it was it was a fun time. But you know, it's, it's hard work um, catching them scallops and cleaning them and all that stuff. But hard but it, it, they sure eat. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> they they eat good. And yeah, they eat good. They He's eat running. tremendous.
2: Yeah. I will yes, tell you. Do. I will tell you that um, me uh, we we had a dinner. Not long ago, and Dylan got the, the regular scallops. Mm-hmm. and then I got shrimp. I I mean, after you've had a base scallop, you won't eat. It's hard to eat a regular scallop. In, I I, in I, I agree, I agree with that. Even, I mean, it, it's, they're it's, night and
0: day different. It, no, it is night and day difference. Um, yeah, it,
2: they're different flavor. They're it,
0: so sweet. Yeah, it, and it's it's just like there are there is no comparison to a Saint Augustine oyster. I mean, they're the no. best. They're, they, they, it, it, it's just they're small, just kind of like the, the the base scallops are right. over there. They're 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 it's a smaller oyster, but brother, you and can they're salty. Oh, they're so good, so yep. good. Yep, yep. No, no question. All right, buddy, we got to take a break. Y'all take care. Yep, absolutely, buddy. Appreciate the see call, you. folks. If you're in the market for a Cadillac, only one place to go. Go see my buddies at Claude Dolan Cadillac, Mr. Mark Helmut, Steve DeBergen. They'll take care of you. And also, if you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle. Go in there tell them what you're looking for. They'll find it for you at Claude Nolan Cadillac, located on Southside Boulevard, just north of JTV. Give us a call right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, 641
2: uh, 1010. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. And. Uh, Pen Heating Clue, we were just talking yes. earlier about how we use all of our sponsors advertising.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Hey, deals. Without a, without a doubt,
2: 904-448-1962, if you have a, an HVAC, your air conditioning goes out, call Thigpen. Again, 904-448-1962, and you'll understand why we've been using them mm-hmm. for years. You
0: know, the, it was so bad and good, literally, last Sunday night,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, it, you're just like, ah, it's not it's not. It's not cold in here. You know what I mean? And, oh, and I'm like, oh yeah, no. it's a and bad like, feeling. It's a bad feeling when you go and, and you got your thermostat set on seventy two and it says seventy six. Yeah. You're oh like, oh, yeah, I oh know, yeah, crap. Yeah, yeah not con- good. No, nine o'clock oh. on a Sunday evening. Oh, I not called good. and I, I just I, actually I, I I I sent him a text. I'm like Mike, just put me on the list for tomorrow. You know, and uh, we have because we've been through so many hurricanes. Yeah, right. right. Carrie, Carrie and I went to Lowe's and bought one of those. Standalone AC units. Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, we put so we just put for like the cooler room. Yeah, <laughs> we put it in our room and I ain't brought it out yet. The AC's been fixed, but I'm like, <laughs> it is so cold in my room.
2: There's a little window, window, yes. you put a little thing in the window. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, it's it's awesome and plus it's great white noise too. Oh, buddy, it's great uh, white noise. Cool. Like the
2: old window units. Oh, the old window AC units? window units. Yes.
0: Yeah, all day long.
2: Uh- <laughs> All right, let's go to the phone lines. Let's uh, bring up Chan this morning. Morning, Chan.
0: Hey, guys. Good morning, Chan. It's been
6: a while. Yes, sir. So, Chan, oh, yeah.
2: the uh, the acorns are about the size of a pea right now, mm-hmm. and uh, yep. I did notice that the, the trees are 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 looks like they're going to have a good acorn crop this year.
7: Well, that's where I'd be then, uh, especially if you fertilize around your. Your a
0: uh, white oak tree. Yep. yep. I don't so know. so it, many it, white you oaks? guys, you got to explain this to me because I've I've looked at leaves and I've looked at books and you know you, 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 we keep saying white oak trees and 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 the 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 oval leaves and the, the pointy leaves or you mm-hmm. know, the pointy leaves are or, or red oaks the, the the oval leaves I've always called them live oaks. Is that what you guys are calling white oaks? No. Okay. Well. I don't know that I have a white oak then.
7: Well, and and where I grew up hunting in South Alabama, we really did we didn't refer to any of them as live oaks except for the big giant trees in downtown Mobile and all up and down. Right. You know, everything in the woods was either a white oak or red oak. But uh, we determined that by the shape of the acorn itself. You know, if it was the football shape, it was in the white oak family. Uh, whereas if it was round, it was in the red oak family, and you bite into either one of them, and you can tell—you um, uh-huh. know—the ones that are football shaped, um, especially if you fertilize your trees. I mean, you can eat them yourself, like eating peanuts, um, and the and the deer know the difference as well because you know the red oak ones are the round ones; they are sour and uh, very acidic. But
0: uh, well, I mean, yeah, have uh, you ever eaten a persimmon? That's the nastiest thing. I mean, it's like I can't believe deer. Oh, they love them. They love them. I mean, they they they, they go crazy. But oh, they're oh, it's like it's like um, it's like eating wax. I
7: I literally have a uh, a ladder tree stand. Matter of fact, I posted it years ago, I think, on your site uh, that I put up in 1981 with a friend. It was made out of that 40 year. Yellow wood, as they called it, uh-huh. in the last 40 years. Yep. And it is still leaning against that tree, and it was put there because of a persimmon tree. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, what I called about was uh, tarpon and uh, Dylan's fly fishing. Um, probably about 15 years ago, the fly club was down at Jensen Beach. We used to go down there every year. And there was a bunch of little four- to five-foot tarpon up in a creek. And uh, one morning, and a guy that was with me, we, we couldn't get him to do anything with a fly. So later on, he went to the fly shop and he said, No, they won't hit a fly, but they'll hit this. And he reached out and pulled out a terrorized. You remember the terrorized? I don't even know if they still oh, make yeah. them. Uh, uh, dude, uh, uh, Mark,
0: what was Mark's last name? The the, the inventor
2: had, had him on. Oh, uh, well, he was ter- terrorized essentially. We have when terrorized first came out, Chan, we were all using them because it was, it was money for trout un- and, mm-hmm. redfish. Oh and redfish. Oh, my gosh. The one thing that we're using now are the, uh, gosh, they're uh, it's a it's very similar to the terror eyes, but it's Cap Rich Gray and I and we started using them years ago for for trout, and gosh, I'll I'll think of it in a minute, but it's uh, tsunami the tsunami swim bait okay, which if you if you've never seen them, they have a <clears throat> a swimming minnow which is a quarter ounce slenderer one, and then they have a Swimming shad, which is three eighths and a little bit bigger body, very similar to the terrorize.
7: <clears throat> well, the technique was the thing that he he taught us. He said, you know, have your spinning rod and have it cocked and ready. and as they roll, you know throw it you know about a foot right in front of his nose and just let it drop. went back the next morning, first cast. I hook up with about a four footer. Oh. He jumps he jumps twice and gets off. Uh, it takes a little while and then I hook up with another one about the same. He jumps once and gets off and, and that terrorizes, it doesn't have much of a hook on it. Really not for tarpon's mouth, Which uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a tarpon guy. So anyway, I got home and I took some circle hooks and I just attached them to the eye of the terrorize. That way, when I went back, he'd be grabbing something that's got a circle hook attached to it. Well, I haven't been back. And so, um, uh, <laughs> But anyway, that's something I thought. You know, if you guys are seeing tarpon rolling, you might want to try because I know that that particular morning, as long as the tarpon were there, it, it worked for me. Anyway, it's a great bait, and, uh, and, and by the way, it was yeah. it, it was Mark Nichols, uh, Mark Nichols, Mark yep. Nichols.
0: Yeah, right. thanks, brother Dave. Yep. One,
2: one of the things that I found for inshore tarpon that they like, <clears throat> at least down in Matt Lachey area, mm-hmm. was a a gulp jerk bait, and mm-hmm. I was <clears throat> and I was using. Last year, essentially a a 3 aught offset worm hook or a 2 aught offset worm hook in a in a gulp jerk bait. Yeah. And man, a tarpon, because for some reason, when you put an artificial bait in front of them, if it's if it's because I was throwing a gulp uh, paddle tail at these tarpon and they, they wouldn't touch it. Because when you jerk the bait, it's on a jig head, and so it would fall. Right. It's not falling fast, but it would fall slower. But with that jerk bait, it was totally unweighted. Mm-hmm. And so when you jerked it, it would just dart and then just kind of drift. And they couldn't stand it.
0: So mm-hmm. for some reason... So you had a rod rigged this year I had with, a, with, all, all the time with that jerk ready bait. Ready to go. Right. But with all-set right.
2: worm hook, and then I had right. gulps under my seat, the gulp jerk baits. Mm-hmm. And the color... For some reason, Chan, Tarpon love, and Kevin maybe you'll you chime in on this. They I've been told that they love purple. Tarpon. Inshore tarpon love the color purple.
7: Okay. I which yep. I, yeah yep. by me. Yep. The yeah. terrorized yeah. ter- that we used, Jeff, uh, that the guy recommended was kind of a motor oil color with a purple uh it was root beer. Metal flake in it. Yeah. It yeah, was... root beer with root beer with metal flake in it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, that's the exact bait that we threw. I mean, for, and yeah, I, I, I have no idea why i I'd quit throwing it. It it yeah. was money. I mean, there was there yep. was times when that
7: bait outfished a live shrimp. Huh. Yeah. Jeff has uh has Dylan caught his first uh, redfish in the grass yet, tailing redfish.
2: Not a tailing, but he's gotten a redfish on the fly.
7: Right. Well, well, I don't know why I call it tailing because 60% of the reds I catch in the flooded grass aren't tailing. Most of them, uh, you know, it, it's, I've taken a lot of people and put them on their first fish, just like I've taken a lot of bow hunters and put them on their first deer. And it's a lot like bow hunting. You take a, you take a rookie out on the grass. And as a matter of fact, I, I do a program called Rookie on the Grass for the uh, fly fishing club. But, uh as soon as they see a fish, they want to cast at it, mm-hmm. you know, and put yourself up in a tree stand with a bow in your hand. well, as soon as you see a buck or a doe that you're going to shoot, you're not going to draw the bow right in. You're going to wait until the deer is oriented in the right the opportunity position for you to get the right shot. Right. right. And same thing with redfish in the grass. Uh, they're not spooked in most cases. If they don't know you're there, they're not going anywhere. So you can stand there and wait for them to orient themselves perfectly for you. And then – One of the other mistakes that rookies make is they haven't done a couple of practice casts before they see. They they really need to, because the wind's always blowing, they need to realize how far that wind's going to blow that fly. And uh, they need to be prepared for that. And there's no need to set that fly down within three feet of that redfish, which is the standard that you hear people say. Mm Sit down three feet from him and barely move it. Well, that's all BS because that fish is up there to eat and he's a predator. If the water is clear, you can set that fly down seven or eight or ten feet from him, and then start stripping the heck out of it, which I call grip it and strip it, and strip the heck out of it. As long as he sees it, he'll come seven, eight, ten feet. He'll come however far it takes, and he'll charge it and hit it almost every time. I yeah. mean, I when I when I have redfish in the grass, as long as he's not in tall stuff where I can't cast to him, I expect to catch every one of them using that technique. Now mm-hmm. I just use a simple. I always, uh, right. I always
0: tell people when I'm when I'm guiding them. You see that redfish tail, and he's got his, his nose stuck down into the grass. You can't get a bait exactly. To him. You're, yeah. you're you're trying to get him when he goes from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's when you're you're making your cast. Whether whether you know, I just throw a little live bait hook with a with a fiddler crab. You've been right. with me a couple yeah. three times, you know. So basically, well, the same thing, it, you know.
7: And it's a lot like. Uh, deer hunting also Kevin is if they're in one spot one year they're almost there every year like um, you both have a property that you you pretty much know some places you can go and people are going to see deer regardless right and um, you know if you get on google earth and look look at the uh, the ditch and find where what I call the oak trees you know a big tree creek comes in and then it branches out and those deer follow those branches out until they get up on the grass well you find a few that that the fish like, like I've got one that's got five branches on it, but the, the redfish only come out on two branches. Why well, I have no idea.
1: <laughs> but I can
7: just about guarantee you there's going to be one come out of one of those branches every time. And so, you know, um I have guys pole right on past me, just pulling like crazy, looking for fish. And what they don't realize is, you know, they usually don't see those backing fish, the fish that barely breaking the surface.
0: Right. That's right. And, they
7: don't. Uh, All right, we got. A spot we we got to
0: run, buddy. All right, man. Talk to you later. Thanks, Thank you, Chan. 904
2: 641 <clears throat> oh, We have
0: that conversation for a long time. Oh yeah.
2: yeah. we come back. We got a Ring Power Cat tip of the week. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the Ring Power Cat tip of the week. Ring Power has the most dependable fleet, the youngest fleet in the industry, which keeps your job site and business uninterrupted. Which helps your bottom line. So go to ringpower.com to learn more. This week's tip: We were talking earlier about getting caught in a storm. Yeah,
0: it's 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 inevitable that whenever you fish, if you fish offshore enough this time of year, um, you know everybody keeps an eye out. Everybody has technology now, Jeff. You know, with radars on our phone and and um, but you're you're going to get caught in one of these storms Oof. eventually.
2: I, I remember. Just real quick. Yeah. You you were talking about Brother Dave said that was the worst storm he ever got caught in. Mm -hmm. It was blown 50. Yeah. The worst, two worst storms I ever got caught in. One was in Canada and was up there bear hunting and was fishing this river, which is between two mountains, kind of, so you couldn't see it coming. By the time it got to you, it was too late, and I was like six miles away from the cabin by myself, and a gust of wind would completely... Make the boat that I was in do a 180 degree yep. turn. Mm-hmm. The worst one down here, me and Fred Miles were tarpon fishing down south of Matanzas. And we got caught in a storm. We were wearing snorkel masks <laughs> to drive the boat. Right. Yeah. I'm dead serious. No, I know.
0: I know you were. I, I, we it, were wearing it, yeah. snorkel well, masks. This is the, it, it, with a lot of these storms, when they, when they the the, the, the very front of them, you get, you get a lot of wind and then you get. I mean, serious rain. The the first thing I tell people: don't try to run in it. It's it's not gonna last. It's not gonna last, but about twenty or thirty minutes, maybe for, maybe forty minutes. But even even that last twenty minutes of it, then then you can you can go wherever you want to go. But when whenever you see this coming, just hunker down, um, bow into the wind, mm-hmm. uh, and, and
2: closer to the beach because most yeah, of if, the storms are he, coming from land. Yeah,
0: and, and if you're obviously if you're offshore, you're you know, you're you're going to have to deal with four to six, maybe an eight foot waves, and and the worst part about them when you're that far offshore. And I've been caught in them. Uh, it's right on top of one another. Yeah. The way there's 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 two three seconds between these these bad waves. You're taking them over the bow, but I think that probably the, the the biggest thing is just stay calm. You know what I mean? Don't 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 panic. Um, it's it's not something that's a it's it's gonna it's gonna just last for you know four or five hours for the most part, but it's I'll tell you the the other thing is if there if there's a lot of heat in it, put your antenna down, take your rods out of the t-top. I mean try to get a lower low pro, your, low, lower low your profile. profile. Yeah, you know so just simple things. But 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 I will tell you the the biggest thing is to stay just stay calm. And and what I was what I was doing is when we were in the, the worst part of the storm i I checked my compass heading and I was southwest and, I was, and then I would checked my depth it was at 46 feet I'm, I'm okay I'm just gonna hold it right here mm-hmm. and 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 I turned around to do something I turned and and, and I was going due north at, at at 40 feet and I'm like how in the hell did that that wind like you said it's blowing your boat so hard yep. that even and so I had to bump it up you know to about a thousand rpms just to hold keep, it in
2: just, just to keep your line yeah, to keep your line yeah that's no joke no it's no joke bro yeah. you know, when yeah. when i got in the storm up in canada sil <laughs> james whose idea was this <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> when i got stuck uh, caught in a storm up in in canada and this storm was blowing like crazy and it would turn and blow the boat 180 degrees i pulled up to shore and put a bunch of rocks in the bow of this <laughs> boat, just to keep it from just blowing. to keep some weight, yeah. on the front to keep the boat from getting completely blown Side 180 degrees. Ugh. And uh, because it would, t- after a while, it wasn't letting up, and I'm just I'm like, like, Man, I, I, I gotta get back. I'm you know, I'm gonna, I'm die. six miles yeah. away, uh-huh. and I don't want to capsize and you know, do whatever. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so be part of up the, the upside down club, and, yeah. So yeah. I just loaded the boat with some rocks in the front, and then just idled, going back to camp. And then eventually, it finally stopped. Another. I mean, I was trying to get back to make sure I was going to make the afternoon hunt. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, anyway, that's no joke. No, that's your ring power cat tip of the week. And uh, <clears throat> question for you: When it comes to st- when you're when you're you got your low profile, you got everything laying mm-hmm. down, you're in the boat. I'm kind of hesitant to be touching that steering wheel a whole lot because most steering wheels are metal.
0: Yeah. And, and, um, you know, so, so I'm standing on the, 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 the cushy mat, which is pretty much rubber, Yes, you know, and, and, and James is, he's, he's elbow to elbow with me standing on that, that mat. And, and yes, I did not, I absolutely a hundred percent thought about it. You know, I'm like, if, if, even even if the lightning hits the water close to you, it could come through that that steering wheel. Exactly. You know. So yes, I do think about that a lot
2: because I remember being on the St. John's River, and it was uh, me and Blaine Gabert were fishing one day, and all of a sudden, so, uh, storm cloud started popping up over us. But you know, it, it didn't. You know, no thunder, mm. no lightning, or nothing. But just you know, you could see this cloud starting to form, and literally. I felt a tingle on the steering wheel like I was getting shocked. and mm-hmm. immediately threw my hands off of the steering wheel because it was like getting shocked. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like I just touched the steering wheel and got shocked. I'm holding the steering wheel. Then I start to get, feel this shock, like a static electricity shock, but a little bit stronger. Jerked my hand off of the steering wheel, and as soon as I did that, a bolt of lightning came down right beside us. You talk about. Freaking out now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it was like, oh my god.
0: You know? I, I I um. This happened to me one time, I, and and I was still chum fishing. I was chum fishing off the lighthouse, and there was a storm coming, and I had I remember a, a lady and her son and whomever, and all of a sudden, all of my rods started zinging.
4: Ooh.
0: And I went, what in the hell? You know. Zzz. You could, and 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 I, I turned around to talk to the lady, and her hair is standing straight up. All of her hair is straight up in the air. Oh, and I'm my like, goodness! We gotta go. I it, it, I get chills just thinking about it. I, I, and I, I mean, like like
2: somebody was touching a static electricity ball. That was, was is unbelievable.
0: Her hair. I thought she was like a demon or something. Uh, you know, her hair's literally up in the air, and I'm going. And did my, she realize it. No, that was the no crazy idea. thing. She no, she didn't. Um, and, and and but she was asking me what what is that noise with the rods? All of my rods were zinging. I'm going, this this is the weirdest thing. And at that time, I didn't have a t-top, you know. Uh, and I was like, we we got to go. <laughs> yeah, and we did. Hey, I, I, uh, yeah.
2: before we take a break, I wasn't here last weekend, mm-hmm. but uh, it was snapper. Yes, it season. was. Yep, I heard. That there were a couple
0: boats that sank. I mean, I guess when you take that many boats, you know, and, and, with, the, and
2: with the weather was bad. It was just the storm Fra- you got Fra- caught, Fra- caught
0: Fra- in? No, Fra- no, 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 no. You no, got caught a Saturday. I'm, yeah, I'm talking about just the ocean itself on Friday. On Friday was ugly.
2: Which is what well, well, that was the first, first day, day that snapper yeah. was open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it
0: was For, not pretty.
2: Well, we had talked many times about how unsafe. The yeah. snapper season it can is. be because everybody is, is going to go and kind of throw caution to the wind. Yep. And it. it how many boats? Did, did I. I. Two? I, I a two up north. I think there was
0: one out of Saint Augustine. I. I. I don't know exactly, but the point is, is that we had
2: boat seek. Not good.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 just a. It's just a mayhem. I mean, I know you haven't been down there to witness any of this. I, mean, I,
2: you, I don't want to stay. I, I want to stay away from that. Yeah.
0: And, and it, you know, I kept my boat in the water both days um, it because I was fishing the, the juniors with Brian Shimon Lane Thompson on, on Friday, fish with Brother Dave and James on, on Saturday. And I just left the boat in the water. But going by the boat ramp at 11 o'clock on Saturday after the show, <laughs> I was like, because I I actually left the trailer at the house. I didn't even. I was going to bring it and, and park it off at, at the ramp, and then have them come around to the ramp and get me. And I'm like, You know what? I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to take the chance that there's there's no parking spots, and there weren't there weren't any parking spots. Wow. Yeah. So crazy. All it, right, let's is, take
2: a break. Nine zero four six four one ten ten. If you'd like to join us here this morning on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the mimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Man, did we get a cool picture on our Facebook page from uh, Mike, who is over there on the west coast of Florida, and he's holding up two handfuls of shrimp kind of holding by the antenna and stuff. These are
0: massive. Yeah, they, they are. They are. they're It is captioned. Found them. <laughs> Got yeah, them.
2: <laughs> I'd say you did. That leads us, okay, to a Kirby Co oh. Builders cooking tip of the week. Oh, boy. Because, uh, yes, Captain Kirk has come up with, uh, with this. And Kirby Code Builders, industry leader and proven provider of framing, drywall, interior, and exterior, finishing on both commercial and residential products. Go to KirbyCodeBuilders.com to learn more. This week's cooking tip comes from Captain Kirk. You know, you got a simple recipe for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, we did.
1: Which yep. is easy. That's right. It was. Okay.
2: Shrimp, Old yep. Bay and Beer.
1: Yep. yep.
2: Captain Kirk.
1: <clears throat> yeah, not so much. <laughs> are we going to take turns reading part of it? We probably should. Yes,
2: and I'm going to summarize this because this is a shrimp creole. Because right now the shrimp that you're getting on the west coast is quite a bit, and then I know there's some people that are shrimping locally. Mm-hmm. They're obviously not as big, but are they're getting some. And then our Mayport local shrimp has they've been doing very well. So shrimp recipes are, are obviously right at the top of the list Look when it comes at all to barbecue Co. builder.
0: Ingredients in this.
2: Okay, this is a Kirk's recipe. Three <laughs> pounds of headed shrimp, Vidalia onion, celery, garlic, Worcestershire, brown sugar, tiger sauce, ketchup, butter, mustard, salt, pepper, jalapenos, candied jalapenos, lemon juice, paprika, chopped tomatoes, and uh, <laughs> I'll summarize it again. Sauté the chopped onion, celery, in a large pan with butter until done. Then add garlic, mater's, butter. Draw it down five minutes on low heat. And essentially what you're doing is you're making the mix, and then you add the shrimp at the very end. hmm Because you're not wanting to overcook shrimp. And then you cook the shrimp, and then Kirk likes it served with jasmine or white rice. Oh. I love... I love Jasmine. I love Jasmine. I've I've, I've told
0: you that that's my my
2: downfall. Love it. Rice and and bread. And this is a really good recipe, and it looks fantastic. It does look amazing. There's no doubt. Yeah, but here's the
1: thing. Kirk did say
2: he's going to cook it for us in the next couple weeks. He
1: did. He better. Now, I'll eat it, but here's the thing. I'm not... I'm not doing a recipe that has more than twelve ingredients in it. That's the. <laughs> just, that's my i' break point. I, I'm, kind of, I'm, 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 I'm
0: kind of with you. It's I like, can't, I'm, it, I, you I'm know, afraid of it. I at think that point. I could take Jeff's beer batter, bull trip, peel them, and then put those on top of the white rice, and I'm good. I'm right? done. Damn, but yeah. you don't have
2: yeah. that. Uh... That Creole rice. I know,
0: I know. I, 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 I'm just. Do you
2: need all that to make it taste good? No, I, th- I think you could. You could probably take the mustard out. You could take the brown sugar out because I don't want it sweet. Lemon juice. Want, get rid of the
0: lemon get, juice. Get rid of the lemon I'm juice. I'm not a fan yeah. of lemon no, juice.
1: I, I, okay. Yeah, uh, but yeah. see, that's the thing. I think like like for these chef people, I think there's like a a combination of things that work together, and i it's like all science and voodoo and hocus pocus that I yeah. just don't want to be a part of. I, I'm, I can't a take it. I'm a floss.
2: I'm a. A subscriber to the KISS for that's right, Keep that's it simple, right.
1: amen. Mm-hmm. Keep it safe. Oh, I thought you meant rock and roll night party every day. No, no sorry, that's, sometimes it's a different kiss. All
2: right, let's go to the phone lines. We were talking about a couple of the boat issues over the Red Snapper weekend last week. Tim Carney calling in. Morning, Tim.
6: Hey, good morning, fellas. Good morning, Tim. <clears throat> hey, I just got a little shout out for the guys that helped one of the uh friends of mine who sunk a boat, uh, Ronnie Sternsey uh sunk his boat he's a you know commercial captain and he was fishing the slap, snapper slapper and uh had a real nice fish actually uh <clears throat> lost the boat flipped it over somebody brought him in and they uh they went and rescued the boat there a couple of days ago they found it like 81 miles off the coast and uh went out there flipped it back over got it pumped out and uh he got his boat back get out of here yeah
2: and tim first of all the how did how did the boat capsize yeah. first 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 off
6: uh you know it's pretty it was pretty sloppy friday and i don't know if it was uh you know he had a he had a big fish box in the front because you know he uh commercial fishes that boat and uh does real well he's one of the best captains in in mayport by far really good diver um and uh, exactly what happened, I haven't really got to talk to him because uh, I don't have his new phone number because um, he lost his phone, lost you know pretty much everything. But <clears throat> but they went out there and Chris Hazlitt and uh, some of his other buddies went out there and I guess put a rope over it, flipped it over, got it got it pulling it, started you know the water started coming out the transom and put a couple pumps in there and uh, he's got it back.
2: Have you and, seen uh, the? I mean, it, it is an incredible. Process when right. they have a boat that's overturned, how they can right it and literally get the water to drain out of some of not not I obviously they can't do it to all boats. I mean size yeah
6: is yeah is important. Yeah, I saw but- a few y'all yeah, saw a few pictures and they uh you know it was filled with foam so it was floating partially and uh you know the stern and the back of it was up in the air a little bit and I guess a boat saw it and then they called the Coast Guard and the Coast Guard got in touch with Ronnie and then uh, he put a group together and. They went out there and and uh, knew what they were doing. Huh. Got it flipped over. It's got a T-top and everything. It's a big 27-foot conk, you know, a yeah. nice boat. And uh, they got it flipped over and pulling it back. And the uh, caption I got on my phone from Chris it but it was like 81 miles to the destination it needed to get to. So that thing floated for a week, and uh, he went over there and got it. So it was pretty incredible. Mm. That
0: That is um, an amazing story, but I, I'll, I'll... – yeah. You know, the, but, you the, know,
6: it's it's, it's it's the thing about that snapper fishing. The way it the way it looked Friday is, you know, I was out there and uh, I was in the tournament. And I saw some people that just overloads their boat because uh-huh. everybody wants to get you know eight snapper <laughs> on a boat that should only hold six people. You know, and then I saw some people out there with you know life jackets on, and uh, yep. it was pretty sloppy both days, yep. to say the least. You it know, it was and, uh,
0: it was not pretty.
6: Yeah, and I, I was amazed at some of the little boats with the walk-through um, windshield. You know, yep. little bow riders and yep. stuff, and everybody's got life jackets on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, To I'm, catch a know, damn fish! Yeah, just to catch a fish. Crazy. And, you know, then they overload them because they want to get you know as many as they can. You know, yeah, I saw 25 I saw foot boats out. There were 10 people in them. <sighs> I
2: don't yeah.
4: See,
6: that's <laughs> just
2: there's just no yeah. no reason yeah. for that.
6: No, I mean if they just open it up a little bit and let us you know, do something different, but give you two days and, you know, rain or shine, they're going to go and right. they're going to go in a boat. They probably haven't been taken care of, because yep. you know,
0: I, 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 I told Jeff that on, um, on Friday I was, I was fishing the beach and I moved it because I had an outgoing tide. I moved over closer to the inlet and, uh, this was 1130. So people were coming back already, you know, Yep. but buddy, yep. some of the boats that I saw coming back, I'm like, there is no way in hell. Yep. Look, I did some crazy stuff when I was younger, you know, I mean, I, but yeah. I stayed on the beach, you know, I mean, it, the worst I could do was, is swim in, but they were out there in smaller boats than what I was fishing in. And, 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 and I'm like, I do not some of them, I'm like, I don't even know if they have a damn transducer. They obviously they got to, yeah. you know, because they got to have some kind of, you know, fish finder to, to mark their
2: spots. Oh, but, I mean, you could probably yeah. get away without having it. If you had a oh, GPS you could. on your phone. You know, no. no, no. You, you, you can just drop. run out
0: until you see boats. Yeah. You know, I mean, you yeah. s- certainly do that. But I'm just like, wow, it is not. They just need to rethink this thing, but they won't do it. Or, I mean, I, I you right. know, we've 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 argued that forever. I mean, I, I don't understand why the Gulf Coast gets yeah. 57 days and we get two. You know, and now I mean, Kirk sent us something yesterday. Tell them, and I need to read it closer. But they're talking about shutting pieces of of, of bottom down to bottom fishing. You know, and I'm right. like, yeah. it, it's just crazy. Absolutely crazy.
6: It is. It's crazy. I'll tell you what, we gave a few fish away to some guys in some little boats. I was in a 32 fountain and we had our limit over the, you know, we could have just caught 50 if we wanted to, but some of those people were struggling, you know, and they had a bunch of kids and stuff. And, uh, so, uh, we helped them out. They pulled up, you know, say, hey, well, morning gladly like to give you some fish guys. Cause you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's dangerous. Yeah, yep. it is dangerous. But I'm glad I could share that with thank you guys, Thank you, Tim. Anna. We appreciate it. And thank you, buddy. Y'all have uh, a good weekend. Yeah,
2: man, thank, thank you, you Tim. Yep. Yeah, the uh, piece of information that uh, you were talking about, there was an article at on floridapolitics.com. And okay. the title of the story is Federal Mandate Could Force Massive Florida Fishery Closures. And I'll read you the article. Statewide bottom fishing closure for the snapper group complex is a possibility. That's the headline. And then here's the article. The effects of extensive red snapper bycatch in federal South Atlantic waters and attempts to rein it in within existing regulations may lead to a massive economy-twisting fishery closure for bottom fishing off Florida's Atlantic coast, says Jessica McCauley, Director of Marine Fisheries Management for the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Quote, I can't underscore how big of an issue this is, end quote. McCauley also serves on the SAFMC, South Atlantic Fisheries Management Council, the regulatory body responsible for federal fisheries from North Carolina to the Florida Keys. Quote, I don't know how many people are aware of the kind of magnitude of what we're talking about here, end quote. We're talking about 55 species of the, this, is another quote, we're talking about 55 species of the Snapper of Complex that you couldn't fish for, or maybe there's giant areas in federal waters that you couldn't go to bottom fish, end quote. There's also the possibility of time area closures in which the bottom fishing could be open for one month and closed for others. A reoccurring statistical problem is there are so many red snapper that discards showing up in bycatch are causing the fishery to be overfished. (laughs) Really? That's what it says, quote. When bottom fishing in the South Atlantic, you'll often encounter and likely have to discard multiple snapper grouper species, including red snapper. Red snapper remains overfished and undergoing overfishing, even though the stock is at record high abundance levels. End quote. So
0: that's, 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 that doesn't, that a, doesn't, a, that, that statement doesn't, 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 doesn't jive, jive right? It doesn't. It does not. They're telling you that they're overabundance, so we but need to fish. Yeah, but they're overfishing. Yeah, but they're overfished because we are overabundance. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm doing.
1: The, I'm doing the math here. <laughs> uh, Article continues. Seven. Jeff. No, that doesn't make sense. Jeff,
0: Jeff, take to just put it in in simple terms. Take a deer herd on your property. Uh-huh. Okay, when they get overpopulated, what happens? You need to take some out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Simple math. And and as you the, the herd gets healthier, everything gets health. It is not healthy right now. The fishing off on on the wrecks and stuff is it's. It, it's That you think you don't think that half of our shark problem is because of our snapper population? You're kidding yourself. They're in there. They're like, man, this is great. (laughs) Man, look at all these red snappers. It's like Golden Corral. Yeah, exactly. I mean,
2: Uh, the the article continues says uh, closures are on the table. Uh, Those will be reviewed at the next SAFMC meetings in September. Quote My understanding is we're talking about. I guess statewide bottom closure for this entire set of species, which is huge. End quote. And that's from FWC Assistant Executive Director Thomas Eason. Uh, article continues: Statewide bottom fishing closure for the snapper group, uh, grouper complex is a possibility, as are more limited but still enormous closures along just the state's east coast or in federal waters off northeast Florida. Mm-hmm.
1: What's what's the what's the end game? I mean, like, for real. What, don't I don't, I, yeah, I don't understand why. No no one does. They, I, it, I mean, it, there's got to be. We've like, been like, fighting
0: like, this for, for so
1: long, it's, it, it's, 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 it's exhausting. Like, who's getting paid? It always comes down to money. Yeah, because, who's getting paid?
0: And, and, and here's the deal. People are like, oh, it's commercial fishermen. No, listen, it's not. They can only keep 75 pounds for so many days. 75 pounds is four or five fish. Right. You know, right. it's not like they're getting filthy rich off of going out there and killing 50 snapper. They're not, and it's just they, they said they it they mentioned it. It's there's too many of them. It's it's ridiculous how many uh, it, it you know and I, and they know that. So I, I'm with you, Chris. Where's the end? Game? There's an know.
1: ulterior motive, right somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, you can't say something just this this outright silly.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't yep. know. Yep, I don't know. It's just
1: uh, yeah. I, I need a conspiracy theory. So come on. Somebody called him with a conspiracy okay. theory. yeah.
2: All right, let's take a break. 904-641-1010. If you'd like to join us here this morning on the Nimnick Buick GMC Outdoor Show. So when uh, we were down in uh, southwest Florida, Matt, Matt Lacha is kind of how it's spelled. But right, okay. it's pronounced Matt Lachey. Right, They've got a restaurant down there that we were getting it to go, obviously, because we were <clears throat> still kind of had the COVID things kind of yeah. going on.
0: Yeah, you were a super spreader?
2: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, there's a restaurant down there called The Blue Dog. Okay. Outstanding. All right. So, if anybody happens to be down in Matlaché, I would highly recommend Blue Dog.
0: Okay, so what are we serving?
2: Oh, they have everything. The
0: seafood, everything.
2: The seafood, yeah. The fried shrimp, uh, the the fish sandwiches, the you name it, man. Okay. That place is outstanding. And there was a uh, there was another place that we went to to, to go pick up a little to go order, and uh, Taros uh, took a picture of it, and it's on our Facebook post. Says great light fixture idea. Uh huh. <laughs> a lot of people may be wondering exactly what those things are. I call those commercial fish baskets. They are,
7: and I they're something them. that you
2: would expect to see on a shrimp boat or a commercial boat. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a laundry basket, but these things are a little bit more durable, and they are a little thicker, and they have tighter openings, mm-hmm. so the things can't smaller shrimp can't escape. And they turn them upside down and put them up on the ceiling as light fixtures. I was like, "That's a good idea, right?" For did old- you Did you?
0: Um, see it at nighttime? No, we okay. did it. Yeah, because you know what I mean? with, with the Yeah, holes. it would have been cool. Yeah, yeah. With the light coming through yeah, all the holes yeah, kinda, of the basket. Kind of disco-ish.
2: <laughs> yeah, that would have been pretty <laughs> neat. But the, uh, we, we had some incredible sunsets over there. There's some pictures up on our Facebook and our Instagram page of uh, incredible sunsets. Because over there, you know, you could just get uh, beautiful sunsets, especially from where we were at <clears throat> and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Can't wait to go back. We're talking about going back again next year. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And I can tell you there, there was a couple days when I started feeling better when we got to Matt Lachey. I would say eight to ten miles on, on my pedal old town easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a long way.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a poke.
2: It's a long way. And then, you know, every, at the end of every you know, pedal, uh, there was a, a major nap that was in store. <laughs> so But so, uh, cool stuff.
0: Very, very, very important birthday today.
2: Who? 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 <laughs> Jeff. Who? Who? Well, today. S- uh-huh. Okay. Today is July sixteenth. Sixteenth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's actually his birthday is tomorrow.
0: Oh, okay. But we are here. But we
2: are celebrating it on today's outdoor show.
0: Correct. Yes.
2: Okay, there was a birthday not long ago, and that was Val, Valerie, okay, which is Gordon's wife. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, on Sunday, tomorrow, it will be Chef Gordon's birthday.
1: Oh, yes. why didn't he make us something? <laughs> For his 60th. Wow. Yeah. Big, yes. big day. Yep, yep, yep. Love it.
2: Yep. So uh, we have. Couple birthdays to celebrate coming up. Uh, First of all, my sister in law, Rebecca, had a birthday this week, Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Gordon has a birthday tomorrow, and then I have one on Monday. What? Yes, indeed.
1: Really? Another one? Another one. Oh, uh, time for a new grill. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Or kayak accessories. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a a
0: grill that attaches uh, to the
1: kayak. Don't don't go there. Now
2: that you bring that up. (laughs) Oh, my God. Had a conversation. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: With uh with David of Old Town, we had uh, dinner with him the other day. And uh I put a bug in his ear because I'm looking for the perfect fish finder for a kayak.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. And, I wanna talk, I and I want to talk and
2: and I want to I want to talk and listen to people that have had experience with them. Mm-hmm. I think that there's certain Things that you definitely, or applications you could, you could use for having a fish finder, depth finder, and a kayak. A lot it, of times it, you it, don't need it. It may have helped you find your rods. Probably. It, you, you know, <laughs> <when> you,
0: <laughs> it may have. I mean, you know, if you knew you were in two feet, it, it <laughs>
1: would be something, but you know. <laughs> All right.
2: And when I joined the upside down club. That's right. I that's could that's have right. known yeah. exactly what I was uh, dealing with. Yeah, this.
1: so you got to find one that has the klutz button Poop.
2: And then you be able to see it. <laughs> but I but I am. I'm 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 actually looking at the possibility of getting a fish step finder for the kayak, get one for mine and one for Dylan's Dylan would use it fresh water. So it's gotta be something that hangs off the side, correct? No. No? no, that's the neat thing about the old towns, which are are awesome. Old town is owned by Johnson Outdoors, which Johnson Outdoors has a wide range of products. Okay. Yeah, they've got the, the old towns. They've got the uh, uh, the Minkotas. They've got Low Ranch, They've got dive gear. I mean, it's a big outdoor company. Mm-hmm. And so when they build the old towns, they actually have a spot that's designed to hold a transducer that tucks up and kind of away a little okay. bit. I got. You. Also,
0: I understand what you're saying. So right. it, so it's actually right. it's
2: built so sure. that you can add. Yeah, I,
0: it, and and just like um, the fish finder depth yeah, finder. you know because. Um, my transducer is a through hole, so it's in the middle of the boat. It's shooting, right. you know, through 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 the boat. So I'm sure you could find something adaptable just like that.
2: I, it would be interesting because now that you bring this up, I never thought of this. If you could have a through hole in the kayak, that's what I'm asking. That's what I'm saying. The ones that they're that they I've seen all the videos on so far is that you add the transducer to the bottom. There's a plate that's a, a, on the bottom of the kayak. Mm-hmm. You take this plate off, you attach the transducer to it, put the plate right back on, and then you run the wire up Correct. to where you're going to have the screen and then the battery into your uh, storage compartment. And so, I think it's interesting about what you say, could you put a through-hole transducer and put that on the inside of the kayak? Yeah, why not? Then you don't have to worry yeah, that's about what, that's having...
0: Something outside, something a, external.
2: That could be bumped right. or knocked right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to look into that.
0: Yeah. I, I guarantee you they make something like that.
2: If anybody's ever done that, I don't OSR. know. I, I, I bet OSR. you if somebody's done it, mm-hmm. it's on YouTube.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything's <laughs> on YouTube. Right. That's right. Right? <laughs> yes, everything's on YouTube.
2: <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, let's take a break. We come back. We'll have one last segment right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Hey, at uh, the Nimic family of dealerships right now, if you buy a used car, and that's at uh, the Chevrolet dealership on Cassett Avenue, or at the Buick and GMC dealership on Phillips Highway, if you buy a used car, you're going to get a $500 gas car. Cool. I can fill up twice. $500 <laughs> gas car. How about that? <laughs> it's crazy. <isn't> it? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, go buy it. The, uh, the Nimnik family of dealerships. And, and always remember that if you're not in the market for a new car, if you're in the market, or if you're not in the market for a used car, but you're in the market for a new car, you always get a best price guarantee at the Nimnik family of dealerships. So uh, go to Nimnik.com or you can go to Nimnik Chevy.com, Nimnik GMC.com. Easier, just go to Nimnik.com. You can access both dealerships. So, all right. So uh, the Greater Jacksonville Kingfish Tournament is this week coming up. And, uh, yes. they have a, uh, I believe it's coming up this week. I don't know. I think I it don't, is. I don't
0: fish it. So I I'll <clears throat> keep up with it,
2: but this week coming up, I have been dying to, this has been on my bucket list. Okay. A tarpon from the kayak on the beach.
0: Why not? I mean, that's what you, that's what you got it for. But you, you have still have seen any. Um. So. So. Uh, no. They have. No. That's no, part but, of the but, issue. But. But. The. Um. The, 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 all of the reports, Jeff, and and I haven't had any reports from Saint Augustine South. Uh. I've had, but but all the reports are the further north you go, the better it gets. I've had great reports off of Jacks Beach. Um. I've had great reports off of Cumberland Island, and you know I, I, I'm. You know, Jack's Beach, I'm sure those fish get hit a lot. The ones at Cumberland Island, I don't know how much pressure they get. But for, for us, the thing is, Jeff, is that the bait is right in the north cut. It's from the north cut to, let's just say, the, the not even to the captain's house, you know, a, a mile north of the inlet. And every morning, you've got 20 Charter captains, you know, other, ang- you know, so so it's very easy. You just go right there and throw your net. But think about all of that commotion going on, mm-hmm. you know. Now, the one thing that I will tell you is that the guys and 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 I if, if I if I wasn't older, um, the guys that are fishing the evenings are crushing them, crushing them. I mean, you know, four to ten fish a a a, a day. On the beach. Yes. Wow! Yeah, yeah. It's but it's so rough. I there's, there's so many. Very, well, you're gonna have to time it to where you have a really bad storm come through, mm-hmm. and, and then it Ford just lays down. On, yeah, and when it lays down, we um, haven't had haven't had much. No, of that. and that's what I'm saying. It's it, those are those are those days are few and far between. Uh, because that, when that southeast sea breeze picks up now, right now it, it's it's coming. I oh, mean, it, it's it, it's no
2: joke, big and, time.
0: Yeah, and I I mean honestly, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be out there in a kayak. You know, you it, uh-uh. it, it's not it's if not it's not a conducive. southeast
2: sea breeze, you're not going out no, there.
0: No, no, so you can't get out. But if you could time it to where those storms are are coming through at four or five o'clock, you get you get two hours of fishing at least, which
2: I would be all over. Yeah,
0: that. yeah, all over that. Yeah, I mean, and, and like I said, I've had numerous reports. Of those fish and, and and here's the deal I've had those reports for years mm-hmm. I've got Friends Family Clients All up and down The beach And they'll I mean they, I had a text from a lady The other day she, Who I've only fished with A couple of times She's like What are these big silver things Jumping in In, in the bait Off of the beach <laughs> See I have yeah.
2: I haven't seen that Where we are
0: Yeah I know You know yeah. So trust I, I, me I, I'm looking Yeah I, I get it And And um, I mean, I've got tarpon trips coming up in August, so I hope that uh, I I know that there's been some some fish behind the boats and stuff. Yeah. But every strip boat's got five or six boats behind it now, you know. So, um, I'm just not gonna <laughs> not gonna go out there. It's the a honest. little frustrating. It's very frustrating. Oh yeah. lordy. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah. Because it, it my pattern for years and years and years was go offshore, catch kingfish, then come back in. And catch a tarpon behind the boats, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, that's that's what I did forever, and so that, what a great day that was, you know. You go out there, you catch some kings, and come in, and catch a tarpon at the end of the day, and you know. I, but I pulled up there yesterday, but then there was three shrimp boats, and there was six boats behind each no. shrimp boat. Yeah,
2: golly, yeah, yep. And so most I mean. of the time, a lot of those guys are just going out there just to catch shark. Sure, they are.
0: Absolutely. Benrod?
2: rod. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Charters trip, and, and if they happen to, you know. Ketchup Tarp tarpon. they're great.
2: Yeah. Jeez, I don't know, yeah. man. That's just that's crazy. Yep. Anyway. Silent Times. Uh, by the way, I wanted to, to tell you when, when I was up in Georgia this week, it was so nice having the cloud cover to where it wasn't a blazing hot sun. It was incredible.
0: Yes, I know. Again, I'm going up to Mo.
2: But I don't, you know, it was was it last year? Last year? Last year was one of the wettest summers we ever had. Crazy wet last year. Up there. Like saturated yep. wet. Yeah. Which we were incredibly dry up until the last week and a half. Mm-hmm. And so you've had almost like a half an inch of rain almost every day. But it, the ground was so dry before, it's not super wet. Mm-hmm. But man. Man. I'm just curious as to see because antler growth typically happens the month of May, June, July, and then August, it mm-hmm. starts to wane off. Mm-hmm. Wet years, like last year, had really nice growth of antlers. Mm-hmm. Dry years, a lot. Of, I remember we had a drought a couple years back. Yep, I remember. remember this? Sure. And had like zero antler growth. In fact, a lot of them took steps back. Right. This year we had very dry conditions and then now we're we're wet. So I'm kind of curious to see what the antlers are going to do. Will they are they are they going to end up good flourish because yep. of the moisture that we've had recently or are they going to end up a little bit off because of the dry spell that we had in May and June.
0: Well, the the other thing that we had in June was not just a drought but excessive heat. Yes. I mean Bad heat. Real bad heat. You know, I mean, to be an animal in the woods just has to be brutal, you know? I mean, the, the, the bugs and the, the deer flies. and I will tell you,
2: know. you this. This is no joke. When uh, in springtime, early June, you remember how bad the yellow flies yes. were? Okay, and then we got dry. Yep. And then they weren't bad. Right. Now we've had rain in the last week. Mm-hmm. The, fly, the yellow flies are back.
0: Oh, boy. Okay, we need to do a – So be prepared. Let's do an updated weather weather and updated tides
2: real quick. Uh, Weather brought to you by the Bearded Pig, the best barbecue in Jacksonville, and it's not even close. Go two locations, one in – not far off at the beach, and then you got the other one right there in San Marco. And the weather for today and tomorrow. You're going to be going offshore. Today, southeast winds 5 to 10, becoming east 10 to 15 in the uh, late afternoon. Tomorrow, southeast 10 to 15, 3 to 4 feet. Monday, south winds 10 to 15, 3 to 4. And then a tides report brought to you by Angie Subs, the best sub shop in Jacksonville, period. And at Mayport, which, uh, by the way, for whatever reason, the tides have been extremely low. The tides at Mayport for today at 11.37 a.m., it's going to be a high tide of 4.66, and then at 5.17 p.m., a negative 0.46 low tide. And then tomorrow morning at 6.03 a.m., it's going to be a low tide. That's a 0.49. That's your tides brought to each and every week by Angie Subs. Yeah, we've had some low tides. Yeah, the beach has been yeah. way out there. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so this, this moon's had kind of the opposite effect. Um, I guess a couple people, including Captain Leon, is like, All right, super full moon tide, maybe we'll get the trip boat off the beach and I'm like, No, it's having the opposite effect. It's pulling the tides out further, and then we're not having a very high tide. So Well I don't I don't know when they're gonna get it off.
2: So you're going to Georgia this week?
0: I am. Good for you. I am. I, I've I have fished I don't know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen days in a row, except for except for a couple Sundays off. And um, I told Gary, I said uh, I'm 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 ready for a break, and so we're we're up we're going. I'm gonna crank up the old Kubota.
2: You got a you box got a, blade? Yeah, you got a you got a good time to do it. Yep. And it's not supposed to be blazing hot either. No, it's it's, supposed to, it's, uh, it's, so it's not talking 60s be hot. tonight. Yeah, it's not going to yep. be blazing hot at all. But uh, you are going to have a really good chance of rain. You'll probably cut the grass. When you get there and then <laughs> have to mow the front yard again, <laughs> then you'll have to cut it again before you leave.
0: That's okay. I'm 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 good with that. Yeah. But it's I was thinking about that um it's it's I, I like to put my cameras out the first week of August. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I'm I'm going to get all my cameras uh, during the heat of the day one day I'm going to get all my cameras out and uh you know, check my chips and and get get them you know, ready. Get them ready, you know, uh, chain Changing batteries now and ten cameras is no joke. That's, I mean, double A's. Have yeah. you seen the price on double no. A's? They're up too. Oh, an eight pack of lithiums, mm-hmm. twenty-seven bucks. Oh, geez. <laughs> so
2: $27. we have. So what is it? What, what is the inflation now? It's uh, higher than it's it was ten percent. Like, it's like yeah. nine, nine yeah. something percent. Nine point
1: one in June. Yep. Yeah, and higher now. Man. Yep.
2: What are we doing?
1: I don't remember know no come November. I mean,
2: really, what are we doing? We're not drilling. <laughs> is it so what is this uh so Putin's price increases? It
0: is it is absolute absolutely Putin's oh. price increases.
2: Oh, wait, wait a exactly. minute. Wait, so end of quote. Repeat the line. That's right.
0: <laughs> i don't think jeff knows what that means he hasn't seen that one yeah just don't
2: get me started
0: no I, exactly i know it's the end of the show we've had a good show yeah it's been let's fun. Stay,
2: stay out of that yeah quagmire
0: because <laughs> we all know the opinions we yeah have. <sighs> jeff as usual the outdoor show has some fine sponsors
2: welcome to Mo's. Steen Hatchie river club angie sub strike zone tire outlet kirby Co. builders Welland bay marine shimano CNH Marine, Atlantic Coast Marine, Simon Boat Sales, LV Hires Inc., Hagen Coastal Outfitters, Coastal Equipment, <laughs> Thick Pen Heating and Cooling, Claude Nolan Cadillac, Bearded Pig Ring, Power and the Cat Run Store, Circle K, yes, and of course the Nimnik Family of Dealerships, Chevrolet, wow. awesome right on Caspitt, Buick, GMC on Yeah. All
0: right, folks. Remember, anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a great weekend. See you. See you.